Yo, 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 it's Bernard, aka the Scarlet Spider, aka Nardo the Explainer. What? Hey, this is Samir, <laughs> the King in Black. What? Yeah. You changing your name now? No, I just added. It's it's a hyphen. I, I got a I got a I got a sub nickname. You should run that by me before you do that. Um, and no, uh, uh, no, your 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 reaction was worth it. Yeah, we're okay, the Angry well, Blurs podcast. You you introduced yourself and you forgot that fast. All right, whatever. <laughs> well, the nerds are black and the nerds are angry, and we are here with our special guest, SD Semper. She's back to hang out with us again. What a third time. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is the third. Hey guys, what's up? I'm happy to be back. Thank you so much for inviting me. No, uh, always happy to have you. Yeah. All right. So, All right. do we have any housekeeping? No. Uh, good news is I don't think anyone died this week. So Thank yeah, God. I mean I don't I don't think there's anyone's birthdays today. Yeah, that, that's what Samir calls housekeeping. It's like, Discuss. oh, did someone have a birthday or someone died? <laughs> like, bro, it's Discuss the weekly celebrity obituaries. Yeah. yeah, that's a victory. No one's dead. Yeah, I'm like, don't I call it housekeeping. Just... <laughs> housekeeping is important. It is important, but, you know, you don't call someone's death a housekeeping. I mean, te- okay, if we're going to semantics, housekeeping is an obligation no one wants to have. Death is an obligation we don't all, we don't, no one wants to have. There you go. It's actually kind of synonymous. It works. I'm, you, you can just hang yourself out there and live with that one because if you get slandered in the comments, I don't agree with that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, so the first story. What do you want to get into? Uh, we, we got a lot actually this week. I mean, yeah. I oh, was- don't be afraid to just hop in with your own topic or anything that interests yeah. you. Oh, you're means. good. Yeah. Today's Star Wars Day. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna. We're definitely gonna get in on that. Yeah. They- there's some news we can talk about, and obviously it's going to be a whole weekend thing. So all the Star Wars celebration news is going to get two-parter. So since we're talking about that, let's go ahead and get into it. Yes. So, Ahsoka. The Ahsoka trailer. Yes. Oh, my God. Hello. So I know Samir was going to geek out about this because um, I don't watch any of the animated Star Wars stuff. So okay. I've, I, I'm in the it. same boat. I've only seen a few. Um, yeah, but yeah, my I, wife has an extensive encyclopedia knowledge of all of the cartoon ones, so I get filled in on all of that. They're so good. It's like okay, so they are really good. The ones the, I've seen. The, the Clone Wars series that went from like '08 all the way to like you know just recently last year when they finished it finally. That one has a bit of a watch guide because there's some episodes you can cut out completely. Like you don't need to watch Droid. Yeah, you don't need to watch yeah. Droid hijinks, right? But Rebels is all gold. Like, you gotta watch all of Rebels. Well, and it looks like this is gonna be, like, a direct sequel. I would hope that they're going to do, like, a recap for the people who haven't seen it, but I can't really say they did that for Book of Boba Fett. They did not. So... (laughs) I mean, they kind (laughs) of did, because Boba Fett showed up in, um... The Mandalorian, and you got a recap of him coming back. No, I more mean, I more mean in Book of Boba Fett um, with like, when, am I allowed to spoil it as a little? Yeah, Book of Boba Fett is when, a year old. You're good. When like Cad Bane showed up, and the second to last episode, and is shown as like this big bad guy, I'm like, sitting there like, look at that alien. This. He looks real ominous, and my wife's like, oh, that's Cad Bane. This is really great, and just spills like, yeah, he has this big backstory with Boba Fett, and he's a Jedi killer and all these things. I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be great if I, if I knew that? 
I can just imagine that. I can just imagine you guys. I can just imagine you guys watching the book of Boba Fett. You're like, oh, that guy looks cool. And she shows over there geeking out like that's Cad Bane, and you 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 have a Chris Brown moment like, who the fuck is Cad? See, I had the exact same moment when I saw the dark saber at the end of season one of the Mandalorian. So See, I didn't know anything that, about the dark saber, but at least I knew who Cad Bane was because I did watch some of the Clone Wars premiere. Yeah. I also didn't know what the Darksaber was. And listen, here's the thing. Before I'm just like, I sound like cool. a fake geek girl, I love Star Wars. I have loved Star Wars my entire life. I have seen every movie a whole lot. And a lot, when I say the old TV shows, I mean like the Ewok cartoons. Okay. <laughs> That's the stuff I watched when I was really little. Um, whereas my wife has seen all the... Oh, I've totally seen the holiday special. One year for Christmas, I had a viewing party for it with a bunch of friends, and it was terrible, but really fun. Yeah. It's very terrible. Um, I feel like that um, movie would make a good drinking game. I'm not really sure what we drink for without dying. The Wookiee uh, for no. <laughs> I'm not over that. I just want to know who didn't tell George Lucas no. <laughs> like, I mean, no one told him no. There lies exactly. the problem. Whose fault is this? We didn't expect anything Fox. less from George Lucas. Cause, so cause, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Star, Star Wars was 20th Century Fox, right? I can't remember. Yeah. At, the, at yeah. that point, yes, it was. Yeah. At oh, that yeah. point, his wife was also like editing his script, so maybe she wasn't involved. There was... <laughs> The guy's a visionary, but we can, try, we can all try. We're all over the place, but the guy's a visionary. I mean, it's but his script work is is dubious at best sometimes. Well, I feel like Dave Filoni is a really appropriate spiritual successor to George Lucas because he oh, also yeah. has these out there ideas, like but big visionary. Write. And he, yeah, but he also he needs someone to like funnel his George ideas just a little bit. He's a visionary, but when he when it when it gets focused in on, on the last bit of production, it gets a little like. Like, for instance, there's so much criticism with the prequel series, like how there was that one scene they cut because Obi-Wan confronts Padme about his her relationship with Anakin, and it was this profound thing about how much he loves Anakin as a brother and how she's good for him, and that's why he turned her blind eye. It was this really cool scene, and then they cut that, but they give us sand. Like, this whole thing okay. about sand. <laughs> All right, so... Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was Fox. We know Fox has a reputation of fucking up movies. Possibly. See yes. X-Men well, Apocalypse then, in the entire X-Men franchise. Well, okay, well, so go on. You were saying I was just gonna say in Attack of the Clones too, like all the deleted scenes with like Padme political stuff, seeing her family. There's so much more depth to that movie that could have been. I absolutely would watch a director's cut of it. Like it doesn't change the cheesy dialogue. It doesn't change the fact that they hired very much non-Shakespearean actors to deliver these very Shakespearean lines. Because you'll note we never complain about like Christopher Lee's lines or um, Ian McGregor. Because they give, they're, they're given just as garbage they dialogue, fish, they but they have, they know how to like deliver these ludicrous lines because they have this Shakespearean actor training versus poor Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. Like they didn't know anything. They were babies. Yeah, um, but my so point powerful. is though, even though they don't deliver it better, the story still makes a lot more sense. Honestly, Padme got the short end of the stick in the entire oh. original trilogy. I mean, we knew she was going to die. Well, yeah, but. I'm just saying like, there's so much more. And also, she just gave up on life. I didn't know we had self-destruct buttons built in like that. Really? Well, and then in the comics, are you aware of in the Darth Vader comics, it's like implied that um, actually um, Darth Sidious used her life force to restore uh, Anakin, like to life to become Darth Vader. 
Which is such a cooler idea than she lost the will to live. Yeah, I, I started reading those comics when Marvel got the licensing back. Yeah. And somewhere along the lines, because I read too many comics, like I probably have like 600 comics no, on my so iPad right now. <laughs> so I started having to trim some of the fat. So like Star Wars left because Star Wars is kind of like the X-Men. Like there's like 58 million different X-Men comics. And Samira's mad yep. at me because I don't read them all because there's X-Men, X-Men Blue, <laughs> X-Men Green, uh, Uncanny X-Men, Immoral X-Men, Immortal X-Men, so on and so forth. And Star Wars started turning Dark the same X-Men. way. Yeah, but it's not out yet. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, there's, so there's Star Wars, there's Dr. Afra, there's Star Wars The High Republic, there's Star Wars Yoda, Han Solo and Chewbacca, um, Crimson something, I can't remember what it was, Bounty Hunters, it's just like, snip snip. Yeah, but it's all, oh, under, yeah. it's all under the Marvel uh, blanket now, pretty much, and you can just pick and choose what you want. Like, Dr. Afra's No, fine. no, see, that's the problem, because, like, Marvel... Star Wars has a crossover every year, and they'll reference something from from like eight issues ago in like you know Doctor Afro that's relevant to the crossover. It's not as intense as Marvel, though. I will say that. Like, if you just read the Vader ones, you're not gonna be completely lost. Yeah. Same with Doctor Afro. I, I used to follow Marvel extensively, and then just I don't know, I got lost at some point, like eight, seven, eight years ago, and I haven't gotten back on the train. So I actually feel your pain. I have so many comics in my backlog. That it's just anxiety. I'm, I'm catching does. up, and Samir says he's catching up, but he's a liar. Wow. Okay. Anyways, it's Star Wars Day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah let's get back the slander. Let's get so, the Ahsoka show. Yeah. So, so we got Sabine our first looks. They, Yeah. Uh, Sabine Wren. <clears throat> I was so excited. Also, uh, Harrison Dula, played by is that Mary Elizabeth Winston? Right. Yes. They, they confirmed that, right? Yes. Yeah. She looks so good. They all look so good. I was yeah. very relieved, actually. That we they kind of just look natural. Um, yeah, more alien characters. Mm-hmm. Is, um, of uh, Ezra as a hologram. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm missing somebody. Admiral Thrawn. Oh, well, we, we saw the we, back we saw, of Yeah, Thrawn. we saw the back of his head. We yeah. don't know who's playing Thrawn yet. So. We don't. And for some reason, like, my wife and I had thought he'd been cast and that they had announced that they'd cast the, the voice actor. And I guess we were wrong. And I have no idea where that information came from at yeah, this point. Yeah, that, that was one of those timelines. things that was just, like, flying yeah. around on Twitter and people were, like, making a trend. And it was mm. like, and the guy had so to come out and say, yeah. yeah, no, I'm not throwing, guys. Sorry. And then everyone Which is unfortunate because that would have been he fun. He was so good. I know. I mean. Also, we got Chopper. I should clarify because now I'm talking like I know all about Rebels, even though I just admitted I don't know that I'd never anything. seen the show. I know like a few people. I my wife made me watch the finale episodes, so I They're know so like they are really good. So I know where it ends, and I actually know the premise of Ahsoka. I know um, nothing. I did so. she make you watch the, the, the last season of Clone, of Clone Wars when it got released on Disney Plus? No, but I'm extensively aware of what it is and like how the last couple episodes feed directly into um, Revenge of the Sith. So yes, I am so aware. And but, also, yeah, and that's the thing about the Ahsoka show is I feel like Ahsoka's finally getting some respect. Like they've been dancing around her existence so much in the live action shows and ju- in the like, sorry the live action movies and just like not acknowledging her. And I understand well, she's kind of a retroactive character, but it's was, nice that she's getting some respect on the live action. Her now. voice was in. Um, it was in Rise of Skywalker, yes, yeah. which I was glad to hear. And if you watched the last season of Clone Wars and what she did, it, it, oh, it with Darth cemented, Maul, yeah, yeah no, it it's messed her up. As a, yeah, it cemented her as one of the best Star Wars characters, easily mm-hmm. top five in my opinion. 
I was impressed at how dark it was. Oh, so good. Yeah. Samir, who's Chopper? Oh, he's a droid. And uh, okay. he, he's pretty much the, the mascot of Star Wars Rebels. Okay. So they showed him, and I thought it was, yeah. Oh, so here's the one problem I have with Rebels, and it, it irks me to this. I, I lose sleep over it. So, spoiler alert, um, but Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, um, Kanan Jarrus, yeah. had a romance. He's a human. Had a romance with Harrison Dua, who's a, a Tulip. And they had a kid together. And I'm like, I didn't know you guys could crossbreed. And the resulting baby was so strange looking. And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, did he even have the same amino acids? Like, what's the, what's the science here? Anyways. What is, it, yeah. what is the genetic cap- you know, compatibility right. here? I hope, they, I hope that kid gets retconned. I hope that kid gets retconned. <laughs> I do not want that kid there. <laughs> it makes no sense. Nope. He's so, going to show up in like season two of Ahsoka. <laughs> I really don't. I mean... He would be old enough, and I guess a Twi'lek human hybrid with force sensitivity would be cool if they do it correctly. But as of right now, it's, it's breaking my lore in my head right now. Well, they I, at I, least I, have the chance to revamp the appearance if they want to. That's true. Maybe they, they can give him like. So this is redemption. Well, something my wife pointed out when the Ahsoka trailer came out was how much better Ahsoka's um, Montrals looked in this oh. versus the Mandalorian. Yes. So maybe well, maybe they'll change it. They were trying to figure it out because they were like, okay, so you got to go a little bit of combat training, so they have to make them a little bit smaller. And mm-hmm. she's doing more in this show, obviously. So they were like, hey, yeah. let's make let's make the tips smaller, but let's make the um the bottoms a little bit longer. So you know, that was always my argument, which out. is, yeah, this is a costuming thing. She did not accept that. She she was just infuriated at well the, the older the inaccuracies in Mandalorian. Yeah, the older oh, yeah. they get, the longer they get. So she was just comparing it to how she appears like in Rebels. <laughs> so, but she was a lot more appeased when she saw how it was in Ahsoka. Yeah, so no exact release date for that yet. We just know it's coming this summer. August, it's August right? Yeah, August. Uh, it's August. Yeah, generic. yeah, I said date like you know like August eighth yeah. or anything. So that's why I meant by no specific date. That means there's a one in thirty one chance it'll come out on my birthday. So let's oh. hope. Happy Fingers birthday crossed. to me. Maybe. Happy early birthday. Actually, one in 30. You should be a watch party on Discord. Go with my wife's birthday, too. Yes! Oh, my gosh. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, we also got an announcement of three new Star Wars movies. Uh, yes. One will be focusing on Rey 15 years after okay. The Rise of Skywalker. I'm and actually excited about that. New Jedi I'm intrigued. Order. Yeah. So, so here's, my sta- here's, my, here's my hot take. So I like Ray, and I feel like the Star Wars fandom kind of threw the bathwater, the baby out with the bathwater. It's like it wasn't her fault that the story sucked. She's a cool character that had bad writing wrapped around her, okay. and I think if I think if they did more with her, she'd be a really funny character to watch. Well, I think she should have kept the name Palpatine and changed it from a negative to a positive. Don't I lie think say, so oh, too. Hey, I'm a Skywalker. Okay. That's my only issue with Ray. I like the lightsaber. I like Ray's whole backstory and I, the whole mystery want, of when it first happened. I want to be hopeful about this movie, and it's going to really come down to who directs it and who writes it for me because the idea as a concept, I actually really like. I will say yes. that. Um, and I like Ray too. I have no issue with Ray as a character. Completely agree. She was surrounded by garbage ideas and garbage writing and deserved better. Really hoping this is her redemption. I also hope Daisy Ridley comes back because she she's is. Like, what are you talking about? She okay. is. They said she's coming back. Okay, good. Because um, I mean, her her. I, I hear she's having problems finding roles. That might be just a rumor. Maybe she's taking a break. I don't know. I That's actually pretty common recently. with big actors who like leave. Well, Oscar Wars. Isaac is doing great, and so is John yeah. Boyega. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I it's just, it, it has happened. Was, I'm looking up Daisy Ridley's filmography real quick because I could have sworn she did a movie after She's had a couple of movies, but just not that many compared to her co stars. I mean, yeah, she could also be taking a break. Uh, yeah, she's got three movies coming out this year. She did uh, one earlier this year called Sometimes I Think About Dying. She did The Bubble, which was the uh, Netflix um, Judd Apatow thing. Uh, okay. Chaos Walking in 2021 with Tom Holland. I forgot about that. That was awful. See, man, you didn't give her a chance. He looks at reviews. At least she's getting he, work. Yeah. So she's basically, more story is she's working. And she did the voice array on Star Wars Forces of Destiny. But then again, that was also before The Rise of Skywalker came out. Uh, I forgot what the synopsis was for one of the other movies. I know James Mangold of um, Logan and... What else? Steve, right? Oh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. He's writing a film and directing it. And it's going to be set... I can't remember if it's pre-New Republic, so it's supposed to be like the beginning of everything, or after like the Mandalorian and, and the the um, the New Republic era. I can't remember. But yeah, so that one's coming out. Uh, and the other Lucasfilm announcement, we got we got a new trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Samir, are you going to go see it now, or are you just like, nah, he old? Look, okay, yes, he's old. Yes, it's hard for me to believe that a man of that advanced age is doing anything he's doing. But I will watch it. It's just, I mean, I just, I'm worried about Harrison Ford. He got injured on set already. Let the guy retire. He's so fragile. He doesn't but he want to loves, retire. He loves playing Indiana Jones. Yes, like there was the interview. I don't remember what the interview was, but they, it was recent, and they asked him like, "Oh, what is the, you know, how do you feel about playing Indiana Jones?" And he like got all teary eyed. Like it means so yeah, much I to think him. That was at it's the, um, the dream. At the Oscars. Thank you. Uh, I don't um, know. So I get it. He's a frail man. On the flip side, I don't know. My grandpa literally turned eighty this year, and he still wrangles horses. So some of these old guys, exactly, they still I got think it. Harrison Ford just turned eighty as well. Yeah. Samir's like, nah, he old. He will sit down. And I'm, go, just, I'm worried I don't about him to die either. I'm worried about the bone density. If he falls wrong, that's it. <laughs> man, I'm pretty sure he got insure on deck. Not, not at that. Day. What was it? Nineteen. What, what, what is this movie to uh, take place in? What decade is this? I'm, I'm in the forties. Okay, so no, the, the insurance is terrible back then. I didn't say insurance. I said insure. Oh, insure. They didn't have insure in the nineteen forties. Samir, I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about Harrison Ford himself. Oh, oh, I'm, I bet he has great health care. But a broken collarbone is a broken collarbone. That sucks. I can't with you sometimes. <laughs> Uh, uh, I think that was it for the uh, no, with the, the acolyte actually. Oh yeah, they, I they forgot about the yeah, acolyte. There's another movie. Yeah, it was a yeah, sizzle reel. We didn't necessarily get a trailer. No, we didn't get a trailer, but they described it. I mean, Frozen meets Kill Bill. That's a, that's a that's a choice. That, what that kind, is what kind of description is that? That's what they said. Frozen. Yeah, and it's it's at the end of the High Republic era. So yay, I'm I'm for it. I'm here for it. And also the cast I'm excited for too, and um, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy is attached to this one. I think Kathleen Kennedy is the executive producer of everything Star Wars, so she's attached to everything Star Wars. Yeah, people hate Kathleen Kennedy. I don't hate her. I think she's because Star Wars fans hate Star Wars and everything. Yeah, attached to um, it. yeah. I was just on Facebook probably like a few hours ago and. They posted the pictures from this week's episode of Mandalorian, and just Lizzo just gets all the hate. But oh, so much disdain for, some, for this episode. Why? She's so cool. 
Like, yeah. like she's not the best actress, but I didn't. I mean, she this didn't is have the, the feeling thing of she's yeah. acting. In. Well, she didn't feel like stunt casting. Like they dressed her up. I felt like her her appearance had very much. It reminded me a bit of like Queen Amidala. Like it, it felt good to me. And inexplicably, her and Jack Black had the best chemistry. I was like, these guys are cute. I couldn't really tell if she was uh, supposed to be evil or not because of the random Empire music playing when she spoke, but also her like. She's again. She's not the best actress. She did her best, so I don't entirely know how to take the episode. But I don't think that's entirely Lizzo's fault. That's, oh, there's some writing issues with the Mandalorian this season. The season oh, yeah. three, yeah, I, I, got, some, I got some notes. For so okay, I like the season so far, but I have to be real. The okay. The urgency with the with the side quest is kind of wonky. Well, well we're going to yeah. save all that for the review towards the end of the episode. Okay, so, yeah. okay. okay, I thought we'll, we'll go, go right into it. it. No, no, man, we're. 20 minutes in, we don't do reviews. Bernard has a <laughs> schedule. No, we have a we have an outline. He knows we do reviews at the at Yeah, the but we're doing Star Wars stuff now. We might as well knock it out. But fine, we're, we're doing keep, Star Wars keep celebration keep stuff, sir. Okay. Fine. Celebration. Celebrate good times. Come on. Like cool in the game said. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can't wait to uh, get some more Star Wars stuff, you know, Hopefully within the next year or so, because we got Ahsoka dropping in August. I think the acolyte they said was next year, and no, no, no update on those movies. So, you know, sooner the better. Come on, man, shut up and give me my Star Wars. All right, okay, Samir, you want to go ahead and pull up a story because I'm struggling with my phone right now. Oh, you're your phone? <laughs> yeah, I don't have my tablet. <laughs> it's charging. All right, so. Uh, Avatar Studios released a lot of screenshots and um, character portraits for their new mobile game that's coming out soon. That was so, for the game? I thought that was for the new series. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's tied to that, but it's just it's basically amping people up for the new series that's coming forward. And, uh, yeah, they have the, I guess there's some Earth Sage guy. I don't know about these characters. I haven't seen them before. They're all from the novel, which is really cool. So the idea that they're pulling lore from the pre-existing novels into the game is dope, and also it gives us hope for the for the um, up and coming TV projects. Just really cool okay. stuff. Yeah, totally. I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll uh, I'll splice those guys together and like put an image right here because you know I, I do everything. Unfortunately, <laughs> all right. So yeah, I'm gonna do this one. So Frank Grillo, uh, who we all may know from the MCU as Crossbones. Has jumped over to DC. Primarily. Yeah. Uh, don't know yet. <laughs> but yeah, he was doing an interview and he was talking about how disappointing it was how Marvel decided to handle Crossbones because he was guaranteed at least, I think he said 10, pitch, 10, 10 pictures of Crossbones? I going to say. Yeah, because we got him in. He had two, two appearances. Uh, we got him in the Winter Soldier. Uh huh. And then Civil uh, uh, War. Infinite no, uh Civil War and Endgame. Endgame? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. That flashback they, right. they, they that barely counts. Out. I mean he was still in the movie. Right. Okay, three appearances. That I mean okay, look, even in the comic, Crossbones isn't that big a deal. He uh, comes out, he blow, he blows you, some stuff up. Someone he, doesn't he, read Captain America comics. I don't read Captain America comics. What he do recently? Uh him and Sin were out uh, out and about wrecking shit. Sin? You mean uh, Sin from Asgard? Sin. I didn't say Sif. I said Sin, the Red no, Skull's Sin. daughter, 
Who the oh, hell? okay. Yo, who yeah. Sin I'm, from Asgard. Oh, you know why? Okay, Sin was a part of Fear Itself. That was yes, an Asgard miniseries. The Red Skull <laughs> Yeah, she's not from Asgard. She's actually was a part of that limited series. Okay, Samir, you're, right. you're, 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 you're losing your nerd card bit by bit. Uh, no, I'm not I'm, losing my nerd card. That was a throwback. I'm with Samir. I don't read Captain America. I'm sorry. <laughs> tell it's us about boring. crossbones. It's not boring. <laughs> He's boring. All right, I'm going to tell you. This. Okay, there's two Captain, Captain America, America books, though. Sam and Steve. They're both boring. No, <laughs> But yet he paid to see three Captain America movies. Oh no, the movies are dope, but the <laughs> books are boring. You were reading Captain America when I was buying the uh, single issues. I, I have I was star for content, but now I'm not. This I'm, I'm overwhelmed with content, so I gotta cut them. I quit. <laughs> but yeah, so no rumor on who he's playing yet. Uh, a lot of people assume that he's playing Rick Flag and Creature Commandos, and we don't even know if Rick Flag's in Creature Commandos. And if he and if Rick Flag, hang on, Rick Flag, yes, he dead, yeah. I'm like, are they going to reanimate Joel Kinnaman and bring him back? Because Joel Kinnaman was Rick Flagg. You know, with Marvel, people come back from the dead all the time. Yeah, but so this is DC. Knows? The only person who oh, came sorry. back was Superman. And even then, Henry Cavill's out. Yeah, did you watch uh, Suicide Squad? Um, why am I freaking... James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide yeah. Squad. We don't, we don't talk about Suicide Squad. Right. Did you get a chance to... Uh, it came out a couple years ago. I don't know if you watched it or not. I actually didn't, which is it's kind good. of sad now that I think it's about it. Actually it. Really, it looks it's actually really... The trailers looked really good. They actually let it be rated R. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Suicide fun. Squad, the the first one was... Uh, it was trash. Yeah. Abomination. I've but seen so sequel, many dissertations on it being bad. And yeah, the sequel is actually really good. Um, it's, it's exemplarily good. I'm like, it's really up there. So definitely do yourself a favor and you know do a movie night with it. It should yeah. be on uh, it's HBO. It's on Max. HBO Max. Yeah, okay. everything I have DC access to that. There. All right, Samir. Okay, so uh, they gave us the cast of Maxine, which is. So you really, you really gonna just you, you, go ahead, take my story again? Like, did you watch said. these movies? This <laughs> is my I, baby. I watched X because you wouldn't get off my back about it. It's because it's a good movie. Guess what? I was getting ready to watch tonight. Pearl. All right. Well, yes. Everyone should watch X and Pearl. It's great, definitely. Uh, anyways, the the so the cast for Maxine, which is the sequel to Pearl, uh, is uh, is star studded. It's pretty amazing so far. They have uh, Elizabeth Debicki, Lily Collins, um, Kevin Bacon, Michelle uh, Monaghan, uh, Bobby Cannavale. Uh, yeah, that's it. Bobby, who is he from? Where's where's he from? He was literally in the first two Ant Man movies. He's Peyton. Ah, uh, okay. He he's also been on. I think he was on Nurse Jackie. Yeah, in okay. like the later seasons, he was the cop. Why is Bobby Cannavale always playing a cop? This he, he's he got probably a cop, playing a. He got cop energy. He's probably playing a cop in this. And Giancarlo Esposito is in it as well. Oh yeah, Giancarlo. Yeah, he's a big one. So the cast oh, is. Nuts. And um, did you say Lily Collins? Yes, and obviously Mia Goth is going to reprise her role. Um, and I can't wait. If you, Again, if you haven't seen this movie, definitely check out X and uh, then Pearl. And then uh, obviously Maxine. wait for the release of Maxine. And Halsey's uh, also in it. Yeah. I don't know, we never talk about horror movies. You like horror movies? Me? Talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. When you look at me, it's like the opposite direction. I know. I, 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 I tried to tell him that. 
So no, here's it's the fine. thing. I have a big screen and my the the feed is over here, but my camera's right here. So I have a I have a habit of looking at the screen <laughs> where the face no, is. No, it's fine. Okay, this is gonna sound sad because you know the kind of books I write. And I'm actually like a huge horror junkie as far as like the tropes of horror. I have so many feelings about how to write horror and how it relates to comedy tropes and how it relates to romance tropes. And now I'm going to admit that I don't like most horror films, not because they're bad, but because I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I'm I'm not a baby, but I just don't like most horror films. (laughs) That is so funny because you're last... I know. The last book traumatized me. No, I I did like 18 months, literally like 18 months of research um, trying to figure out how to approach that topic. And if we want to later have a discussion on the kind of research I did, it's not as horrifying as you think, but still fascinating. However, I don't want to derail. Um... I like some horror movies, but a lot of them, I'm like, ew, that's gross. That's just, it's, it's gross and disgusting. Like, it's... I love... I really love, like, NBC's Hannibal. That's my favorite show. Okay. And I love, like, the classy, the artistic horror, the artist, especially the artistic body horror. I love that. But then, right. like, House of Wax. I'm like, ew, no. All right, so it's gross. not House of Wax, because <laughs> House of Wax is gratuitous. But yeah. I think there's a, there's a level of artistry to these movies that we're talking about, and particularly the first one, X. I, if you saw, did you see the Green Room? No. Okay, that's another one you gotta watch. Okay. So it, the it, Green Room is actually pretty good. It's yeah. one of Anton Yeltsin's last films. R.I.P. Chekhov. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so sad. But uh, yeah, definitely watch the Green Room, and then this is definitely in the same vein in terms of uh, violence and shock value. Is these are all in the same vein? So definitely watch these. Give these movies a watch. See if you can see if you can take it. You know, can do. And I don't want to be like, oh, I can't handle it. But like, you know, because I actually it's like. Not a super gore movie. I like fa- you know Final Destination because I I see the point of it. But I remember in college, I had it was like my first week that I moved to my dorm and I just met my new roommate. And of course, you know, because you're you're new, you want to be friends and you're trying to find where you fit in. So like a week into living there, my my roommate was like, hey, Chantel, my friend and I, we're going to watch Wrong Turn 3. You want to join us? And I was like, yeah, because, really? you know, the I'm... Third one? Exactly. By the time you get to the threequel of a horror series, no, it's not most even often... It's because the, the two and three went straight to DVD. That's why no one watches oh, them. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad. And so, you know, within two minutes, the Cannibal Hillbillies show up. There's no artistry. There is no subtlety. And so by the end of this movie, I'm just like, I need to take a shower. Like, I just felt gross. And she's like, oh, we're going to watch the fourth one. You want to join us? And I was like, many, that's okay. How many Too many. Like, and if people, and if anyone listening likes the Wrong Turn series, all the power to you. The first uh, it was one not good. for me. Because the and then the fourth one is like a prequel. It's the insane asylum, the, the origin of the cannibal hillbillies. I was like, oh great, oh that's God, I what quit. I want to watch. I quit. You would not believe yeah. how many how many movies there are on this. How many are now. there? Seven. No, that's bad. <laughs> should have stopped at one. <sighs> the last one came out in twenty twenty one. No. Yeah, so I don't love most horror movies, despite so, okay. loving is, horror as a genre. So here's the thing. Okay, if you this is the problem with the mid two thousands in in the U S. We had a slump in horror movies. You had to go uh-huh. overseas, watch French ones, watch definitely watch ones from Korea and Japan. They were they were killing it in the two thousands. 
And I now mean, we had some in the 2000s. We had like Curse. We had the Ring. We had um, the Grudge. The Ring was a remake. Doesn't count because that was the Japanese one originally. Okay, but you so okay. So we're excluding remakes. Yes, because okay. it's an original. So with that being said, we've had a boom in this country and of course and also still abroad. It's, it's just a great cross board. Honestly, I think there are more, more good horror films like, for instance, Ty West uh, Maxine trilogy. And uh, of course, if you've seen 2015's uh, Robert Eggers' The Witch or Witch, the witch. <laughs> also the, the Lighthouse. Okay, Lighthouse is actually really up your alley because it's Lovecraftian and it's psychological. It's very artistic. You might like it. It's shot in um, four by oh, yeah. three, black and white. So cool! It is up his ass with his pretension, but that it lands one. In. That one's been on my list forever. So I just need to have a night where I just. Oh, you like it too because there's a scene oh, yeah. with the mermaid. You Amazing. gotta watch it. Fantastic. Amazing. But no, also, I'm like low key obsessed with William Defoe. For, oh, who is I it? don't know. Everything that he's in, I'm like, I just, I can't look away from this guy. So, no. Did you I really watch The Hunter? No. You gotta watch The Hunter. That's one I of my favorite the William Hunter. Defoe movies. Excellent. After, after, what the hell is the movie? After the Spider Man trilogy, there was a, I can't remember the name of the movie now. I'm not. I'm not going okay. like by the time in Mexico because I'm like, how the hell they get Willem Dafoe to play a Mexican? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, that movie was perpetrating all over the place. It was fun though. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Maxine takes place in the '80s, so she's in LA, still trying to become an actor. I don't know if she's still trying to do porn or what, but yeah, it, the description just says like she's still working on her acting career. Yeah. So yeah. So can't wait to see it. What the hell is this dude with the um, blonde hair and blonde eyebrows? Mm-mm. Oh, Moses Sun- Sonny. He's also in the movie. Okay. Oh, that guy. All right. Yeah. You said blonde hair and blonde eyebrows. I'm like, is this is our is this our segue into the Barbie movie discussion? Oh no, no. Oh, actually, but... we gotta talk about that. Do actually, oh, you need no, to stop it hating. Looks so good. It does. It looks amazing. It is okay. So everything. I'm here for it. So that movie, <laughs> the trailer for that is, is definitely speaking levels because of how they introduce the characters. It's like, okay, first off, there's, there's tons of kids. There's different versions of Barbies. And Kate McKenna's character, it, it definitely speaks to a deeper uh, uh, level of writing in this That's movie. the when scribbled on, hair right. chopped off And she's Barbie. always in the splits. And it's yeah. like, it's that all that's obviously getting mistreated. And how does she feel about it? What does that mean for, for her as a per, as an existential being, I guess, in some case? You know? I, I suspect in the trailer, everything we saw was from like the first 30 minutes of the movie and nothing Probably. else, which is fine. I'm fine with that. I'm really, really stoked. So here's yes. the $58 million question since Samir decided to jump into Barbie. <laughs> okay. Uh, it actually came out that Amy Schumer was originally cast as Barbie. I did Amy hear about Schumer. that, and I'm so glad that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, oh, listen, I don't have... She, I just don't think she would have been good for that role. I don't have enough opinions to be like, I hate Amy Schumer. I don't really care. I'm fairly indifferent to Amy Schumer. But Margot Robbie is perfect. And I mean that even aside from Barbie. There is, yes, there is... I have no concrete on anything Margot Robbie has ever done in her entire life. Um, which means she's the perfect Barbie. You didn't see Focus with her and Will Smith or Suicide? Well, or the oh, first Focus was so so. Okay, was she was theory. not the problem in Suicide Squad. She, she played Harley Quinn to a T. Actually, she was one of the best parts. Yeah. 
Yeah, and apparently she was given know, trash material, but she, it's not her fault. They don't know how to write Harley Quinn, and I'm kind no. of sick and tired of it. It's like Same. I hate I hate the revamp that they did with the new Fifty Two version. Okay, of yeah, it's, it's one part the fans, one part the writers in that regard, because the fans want her to be a hero, and the writers and the editorial team are buckling to market her as a hero, and they're kind of screwing up her backstory. You know, like they tried to absolve her of all her sins by making the Joker throw her into the vat of acid. Then they retconned that, right? No, that's still canon. They, is that canon? Because I heard they retconned that. No, they didn't retcon that. Because she blew up Ace Chemicals in Birds of Prey. No, I meant the comic book. Yeah, that. Oh, that, that I don't, story. I don't read the comic anymore. Once she started talking to a goddamn taxidermist <laughs> beaver, I was like, I'm out. All right. Well, anyway, it's yes. like now she's pulling Deadpool. I mean, that it's was fine. The- yeah, that is kind of how they approach the new 52 one. I have that entire run, so... Um, I like that run. I liked it, honestly. And I, and I respect that other people didn't, because it did kind of feel like a Deadpool knockoff. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Incidentally, I don't the like The taxidermy beaver killed me. <laughs> See, I have a lot of nostalgic love for Deadpool, and I really enjoyed the Ryan Reynolds uh, movies. So and I had a couple one. of the old ones. I have a couple of like the old comics. I read like Deadpool and Cable when I was a teenager. But I, I feel like... You're like younger than us, so when you oh, say yeah. you read that as a teenager, <laughs> I just want to throw something because Sorry. it's like... They were already out just to make I it worse. That, like... I have both of those in paperback, and when she said that, it, like something, like you know, in anime, when like that moment happens when somebody says something and it just fades to black, and you see the line <laughs> go across the back of their head. That's what just happened to me. So sorry. I'm like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I'm 29 for reference. See, man, doesn't want to admit it, but we're both 37. Oh, no. uh, what are you talking about? I That's turned 36 twice. Okay. Stop it. You gotta, you gotta do over. It's fine. Uh, yeah. But what I was getting at is, I feel like uh, this is. Kind of. I hope it's not mean. There is a difference between canon Deadpool and fan and Deadpool, and I don't always like how they blend. I don't know. A lot of the fans of Deadpool can tr- like try to make him more obnoxious than he really is, because uh, he's. I thought he was really funny in the original comics, and I feel like Ryan Reynolds nailed it. But uh, I agree, Deadpool can really be portrayed the wrong way sometimes, and they yeah. can take the meta humor too far. Like his last comic series I didn't read. I haven't read a Deadpool series since. Samir, when the hell was um, Secret War? I mean, not Secret War. Uh, what was the crap where uh, Captain America got brainwashed into being a Hydra? Uh, Secret no, Empire. Secret Empire. So like, like 2018, 2019 or yeah. something like that? Well, I mean, it's not that recent. That's like four years ago at this point. But yeah. I didn't read that run, but I remember the news and was upset. So <laughs> Well, every, everyone lost their shit in that last page where, you know, he says Hell Hydra. Hell Hydra. That was the stupidest panel I've ever seen. Well, yeah, because everybody... I didn't lose me. my shit. I just felt it was a little hypocritical how people reacted yes. to his switchback. But okay. Well, because well, you didn't read it. You didn't know the backstory of what happened. But, um... Just saying. What well, was like, no, oh, They had a switchback. They got, they got persecuted for it. Well, well, no, 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 no. He didn't get switched back. So basically, um, that so Red Skull like kind of like manipulated the Cosmic Cube, who somehow became sentient in the little girl, into creating an alternate version of Steve Rogers. No, I so get she, it. So she brought the real Steve Rogers back. Oh no, no, Captain America was get still get slandered for that because they're like, oh, it was the deep fake, it was the government, and so on and so forth. So yeah, he's still like dealing with the consequences of that, despite the fact that everyone saw two Steve Rogers fighting on TV. Yeah, well, I'm just sorry. I'm just saying they 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 didn't let my boy Scott get that pass. Just saying, he almost it took a while for him to get his name clear. Samir is very, 
passionate when it comes to what happened to Cyclops. Look, you know what no, the deal was with Cyclops, okay? Marvel said, no, we want our property back. Guess what? We're killing all the mutants. We're killing the golden boy, and we're making him <laughs> kill Professor X. Wow. Okay. Uh, but oh, what I want to say was uh, Amy Schumer actually co-wrote the script for Barbie, but she backed out because of creative differences. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm upset about that. I know. Like, yeah, this is the better. This is the better timeline. Yeah, she said basically that um, the studio didn't want to do it the way that she wanted to do it. I would like to see what her ideas were, though. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, they freaking rewrote the script. It's kind of like the whole Edgar Wright thing. Like, Edgar Wright was in on Ant-Man. He wrote the first one and just, like, all of a sudden just moonwalked out of there. It's like, I would really like to see what Edgar Wright's vision was for Ant-Man because, Mm -hmm. you know, how people feel about Quantum Mania. All right. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull up my next story. If Twitter doesn't stop refreshing. So, uh, John Wick, the billion dollar movie that, you know, made $124 million in one weekend. Oh, we, so that we, good. Wow. Yeah, well, that was opening weekend. It made 124 Ballerina, we actually got the uh, release date for that. I believe it is June. Oh, uh, yeah, June 7, 2024. So, it's obviously a spinoff, and it takes place, um, I believe it's going to take place in Russia. So, the only thing so, we know about this movie is I have the IMDb page pulled up, so I can yeah. answer that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and Lance Reddick is also in it in one of his final posthumous roles. Oh, that really still breaks my heart. I'm not over that yet. Um, SD, are you caught up on John Wick? No. What was the last movie you saw? None. You haven't watched any of them, have you? I know, I knew. I, know. I knew it. I knew she was getting ready to say that. She was too quiet. Like, as soon as she said, no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, no, this is actually like a crime on my end. I'm so bad at watching movies. Like, I I mean, I've seen most of what you guys were talking about, but uh, no, it's embarrassing. I haven't actually seen any John Wick movies. I'm very familiar so with what good. it is. I will watch the first, the first one. The first one's so good. And they're, they're, the, 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 they, they just get better as they go along. They really do. They're yeah. so good. Everyone's, everyone's going to think I'm not a real nerd. No, no, we'll we'll no, talk no, about Star Wars no. again before we're done. No, no, I mean, you, are a, you are a celebrated fantasy uh, author, Thanks. so we can't. We can't take your car because you make money with nerd shit. (laughs) It's like, if you pay your bills with nerd shit, you can't, no one can take your car. That's fair. But no, uh, I haven't seen John Wick, but I'm very familiar because everyone's familiar with what it is. I mean, you're also, you're, you're also writing on a schedule, so we can give you a pass. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Samir, Uh, I'm trying. If you weren't a writer, Samir would take your nerd card because Samir tries to pull my nerd card every week. (laughs) Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not necessarily a big fan of Sword of Sorcery. I watched some of it. Like, I couldn't get into Game of Thrones. He was like, what? How dare you? <laughs> it's okay. You saved yourself a lot of heartbreak down the road. Right, so but then when everyone who is really about- the sucker here? <laughs> Alright, well, let's say it was like recently, like, did you watch Bill of Time, SD? Well, no. You didn't watch the Bill of Time? See? Oh, wait, sorry. I No, I didn't, but I misheard what you said the first time. <laughs> the Wheel of Time. Yeah, on the Amazon. Oh, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings yet, even though I told you I'd catch up. I am still not caught up. And uh, let's not talk about the, the Game of like Thrones one. Dropping I'm sorry. Further, further down. Okay. Like, I, I the the, the Star Wars like, shows. I'm caught up on like Star Wars shows for the most part. So there you go. We can, all right, can at least so, talk about those. All right, I can only so watch House one show Dragon, at a time. I'm not caught up on House of Dragon, but I have a... I'm having issues finishing that because it's hard for he me to get George to George R. R. Martin. We 
Go back and listen to previous episodes. The universe episodes. isn't finished. I don't no, know. It's, what, it's like, where is it I going? I don't trust him to do it. At exactly. No. And then, oh, we got to talk about the series. They just announced two more series. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Like, and it's going backwards. <laughs> they go, They want They want the money. They're cashing in on the IP. But it's going backwards because he's you know not writing forward. It's not exactly. done either. Oh. And here's exactly. the problem with Game of Thrones is once they caught up to the books, that's where the show went off the rails. Right. Well, this is good because a lot of this is going to be uh, a lot of lore because he yeah. didn't write any of these. He didn't write a lot of this stuff. He, it's all in the lore and compendium, like in the encyclopedia he put out a couple years ago. Really well done book. I have it still, even if I hate his guts right now. It, it's so it's so good stuff. You, you, but they're gonna they're gonna have to write for like five years. I'm sorry, but eleven years? No, is it twelve? At this, it's egregious. That's I was egregious. gonna say. I think the first book came out in like ninety five. Ninety five. It's, it's just a, when I'm I was sorry. two years old. Okay, he needs to maybe get on that. Stop yeah. making me feel old. Sorry. I mean, you're old. You're old as you want. I don't know. I'm, I'm young at heart. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> hey, there's yeah. only one alternative to growing old. Okay. Also, yeah, we were like what six when that came out. It's like yeah. we're not that old. Nine. Nine. She said ninety-five. Ninety-five. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. All right. The point is, uh, I, 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 had a, I had a point to this. Oh yeah. Okay. What about Willow? Did you watch Willow on Disney Plus? Well, they canceled Willow, so no, I'm not. No, we, start we it talked either. about that. They, they we don't know what the hell's going on with Willow. I don't trust is, shows anymore. You know? Did you say I love Willow? Yeah, was it that? looks great. I love the original movie. I'm saying I don't trust these shows anymore. I trust like yeah. HBO to not usually cancel things immediately. No, they did. But no, I'm, like, I'm on their when it comes to Netflix and Disney Plus, I don't. I don't no, start them until I know. As much as Netflix. Netflix no, is the Willow one was kind of a surprise. Uh, Netflix, yeah. I have no faith in Netflix. Yeah, yeah like so, I, I, I'm I'm kind of tedious with HBO Max because it's like, come on, man. Everyone wants Young Justice. Can Willow was great, though. Five? Had a great cast. Had a great. It, it was a great everything. And uh, I think they're going to come back with at least a movie, and then they'll wrap up the plot. That'd be fine. Pull a Firefly. That'd be fine. Yeah, they they walked back their cancellation, and then they said, "Oh, we're not canceled. We just got to figure out what to do next." And then, okay, well, the, I didn't. The, the, I didn't hear well, the, the follow up news. That. that makes the me feel better. That. The director yeah. said that. So he he, he 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 he's hoping. That makes but me feel a lot better and increases the chance that I'll watch it by miles. Because that's the thing. I usually wait till these things are done or at least see, like solidified. Because no, no, I got trust issues. I know. I, re- I spent. That. I know, but I spent so too much Samir's time reading fan fiction in my youth. I have. I have Samir's trust issues. Samir, 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 because Samir is obsessed with binge watching. So I'm glad mm-hmm. we actually have this podcast because if we did not have this podcast, I would have had to wait like eight weeks for Invincible to be done so we could talk about it. Or the boys, <laughs> because quote unquote, Samir hates water cooler talk. I do. I want to be. I want to. But, but, but then he'll turn around and get mad and be like, "Why the hell did they cancel that? It was good. Yeah, because you weren't watching it in real time. Yeah, but, yeah I'm part told. of the problem too. On the flip side, Netflix is. I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think Netflix is full of it. Well, okay. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is full of. But but that's the same thing with Manifest. Like Manifest aired on NBC. Everybody watched it when it was on Netflix. Where's the rest of this show? It got canceled. Why the hell did this get canceled? Because you didn't watch it when it was on TV. It's like, come on, man. you got you got to help with the ratings. The balance, yeah. I also haven't had Netflix in like six months because yeah. I just wasn't watching it. Yeah, I'll re I'll resubscribe it. once the new John Mulaney comedy schedule comes out, and then I'll catch up on everything I didn't watch. Yeah, hmm. but uh, I was surprised he canceled. Actually, John Mulaney. He's John kind of Mulaney immortal at, at this point. 
he betrayed yeah. the brand, but also it is his personal. I have lots of feelings, but yeah, because the whole thing with his wife was messy. Also, it was well. Part of the issue with John Mulaney is that he built this whole brand on guy who loves his wife. Like that was half of his comedy, and then all right. of a sudden he divorces her, which is his prerogative. That's his personal no, life, it is, and it's not but... uncommon that people leave rehab and completely like change up their lives. Yeah. That's true, but, but it still is. It's it's iffy when it, you actually look at it within the context of his career and the brand that he built. Um, so I'm curious to see his new sk- uh, his. But new also sketch the whole Olivia Munn thing because that was weird. Ca- yeah, because they, like, they had started a baby with her immediately. Yeah, that was yeah immediately that, that, that relationship happened. Yeah, and I also like- the wife was on Twitter saying, "I didn't want this. This came out of nowhere. I didn't expect this." Yeah. So it, it's really it's a bad look. It's it's really it's, it's messy. And, it's iffy. Maybe that's, that was some good tea though. I don't know. But yeah, hopefully he stays on the on the wagon. They they met before rehab, but there's I don't think there's any wait Olivia Munn or Olivia Wilde. He left Munn. Olivia Munn. Oh, so Psylocke. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He le- but, he met Olivia Munn before he went to rehab. There's no reason to think that he like cheated, but they just they they did meet before. Yeah, well the it's the fact that they had a baby all of a sudden that made me go, John. Yeah. Half your sketches were also about you and your dog Petunia. Come on. Oh, yeah, who gets a dog? Yeah, but it's, I know, probably Anne-Marie. Anna-Marie. Anyway, it's his prerogative. We're getting on topic again. Yes, but, uh, okay, going back, to TV show, yeah, going back to TV shows. Uh, going back to TV shows, that was Because I want to talk about the Harry Potter thing. Oh. I didn't even finish Ballerina. <gasps> oh, well, oops. <laughs> yeah, let me finish this. Like we, 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 we were going straight and we hit a fork in the road. But yeah, so uh, Keanu Reeves will be reprising his role as John Wick. Ian McShane is coming back as Winston. Angelica Houston will be the director of the uh, conservatory. Uh, the guy I, who I always think needs to take a bath. Norm Reedus is in this as well. Uh, somebody named Abraham Pupula, Pupula uh, will be playing Frank. Uh, Catalina Sardina Moreno is in it. Uh, and Paliad Caleb Spillyards in Mark Cram. So, and it will be directed by Lynn Weisman. That name sounds vaguely familiar, and I don't know from what. Lynn Weisman? Um, uh, he produced The Underworld. Underworld? Franchise. He, yeah, he produced uh, Swamp Thing, The Gifted, Lucifer, APB, hmm. Sleepy Hollow. I miss Sleepy Hollow. But yeah. All right. So, Samir, go ahead and uh, take. Did you? Did I put that one in the. Chat. I, everyone's talking about it. It's not yours. All right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, the Harry Potter, the forthcoming Harry Potter series got announced and greenlit. And apparently, the show model is going to be every book is a season. So they have seven it's, seasons. It's, it's not out. greenlit, it's in talks. Man, they, they, they pretty much greenlit it. They, With it, all it's, the it's, money it's going to generate, I would not be surprised it's like, if it went. Harry Potter is such a weird place right now because the creator yes. is doubling down. She's not stopping. She won't shut up. They can't. I, I, I guarantee her she PR team is like, please shut up so oh. we can make you more money. Well, we I'm sure you rich. saw the news that her company as they dropped in like 74% or, or 74 Yikes. million. Something with the number 74 and it was bad. They lost a lot of money this last year. Yeah, And I it's bet. probably because J.K. Rowling won't stop talking. Look, I don't know. Um, my father, may he rest in peace, he always used to um, have a scene. Just shut the fuck up if you ain't got nothing nice to say before I smack you in the mouth. It's a good one. 
Yeah. I mean, we learned, uh, what was it, he was, Bambi? He, he was, he was we can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. He yes. was born in 1930, so it was a little bit more. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Both our fathers were old. So, but yeah, it's like, here's the thing, I would, if this was three years ago, or four years ago, I'll be so excited about this. Now I'm like, how do I feel about this? And and Hogwarts Legacy was such a mid game. It it, it duped you into the first few hours. It, Shut uh, up! I haven't even started it yet. You might as well not because that the players no, should play. I bought. I paid seventy dollars for that game. I'm so, playing it. All right, you got duped. So here's the thing. <laughs> it's like the player count on Steam is like non-existent. No one wants to play. No one's playing the game anymore. You know why? No one's a lot of people Oh, the finish rate. Steam. The finish rate is so low. Like I don't know the exact percentage, but it's low for the average game. Like an average triple A title. No one finished that game. I'm playing through it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not feeling... I'm, I don't feel the magic here. It's like that game has everything it should to succeed, and yet the the salad isn't gelling, or whatever they put into the bowl isn't mixing well. Okay, so, so it probably, work, but it's not. probably because she didn't write it. So uh, no. That's the, no, Well, no, that's the issue a lot of people have with Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. J.K. Rowling didn't write it's it. It's not that, because they, it could have had, they could have had good writers... But I think the guys they had, they were playing it too safe. They're, in my opinion, they should have had a romance in that game. There's nothing for me to play for, you know? Well, part of the problem, too, is like. Here, you play games without romance. J.K. Rowling writing right any of these wouldn't have saved it. Because, I mean, she wrote the Fantastic Beasts uh, Oh, she did. They're not I, good. I, well, I like the Fantastic Beasts movies. Okay. I only though. saw the first one and it was cute. I haven't seen the other two. Part of the problem that J.K. Rowling has, and as a writer of books, I understand how this happened. She writes them like a novel. Yeah. So, like, all these little layered pieces coming out at the same time. And so there's not... They're not very cohesive in the way that movies need to be because they're kind of all over the place and they lack, like, a complete arc. They have a story, but they don't all have an arc. Um, Nah, they're... I didn't play Hogwarts Legacy. I have. I went and got the Metroid Prime remastered instead. That's the, yeah. Way, it's so you good. Made a bad, you made a good choice. It's so good. I, I have no interest in it. I don't really care to support it. I'm just, yeah. Eh. And it, it's it's bad anyway. So wow, everything we predicted came true. Confession: I've never beat a Metroid game in my entire. They're hard. Okay, they're hard. Don't I? My brother bought me Metroid Dread for Christmas, and I haven't, haven't beat it. it. It is so. Haven't beaten it. It is so fucking hard. I, uh, and, 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 <laughs> and I and I punish and myself so every good. time a Metroid game comes out because it's like <clears throat> Bernard, what the fuck are you doing? You know you're not gonna beat this. It's Sam. It's Sam's got a cool suit, and they're so good. There's so much. Okay, except Other M. Don't play that one. But they're so good. No, even as a teenager when Metroid Other M came out, I and I again, I'm a kid with no real story comprehension. Is bad. It's not a good story. All the other ones are great. I'm really excited. So there's there's discussion that Metroid Prime Four will be. Um, and I mean, not discussion. They kind of heavily hinted at it at the. Nintendo event. I can't Direct. remember the name of it. The yeah, Nintendo Direct. Um, and so I think that's part of why they're doing the remastered. I really hope they do 2 and 3. Metroid Prime is so fun. And honestly, now that I'm an adult replaying it, it's so much easier than when I was a kid. Uh, so if you want to... I, I recommend the Metroid Prime remastered, honestly, if you want to give it a fair shot. It is not an impossible game to be. Unlike Metroid Dread, which I'm convinced is. Metroid Dread came out, <laughs> what, almost a year ago at this point? Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't even know where the hell I am. That's, that's, one, of, that's one of the reasons I hate Metroid because it's like it's just a maze. <laughs> it's like didn't I already come here? Why am I going back here? Well, now and my problem is 
I have never been good, like, I've never pretended to be good at side-scroller games. It's a problem. And that's the thing with Metroid Dread, is it, because, like, I'm good at first-person shooters, that's why I'm good at Metroid Prime. But, oh, man, all the side-scrolling Metroid games kill me. It's so the I, only side-scrolling game I have Like, I played, like, Whoa. you know, the NES and, like, Metroid Fusion. Metroid Dread is the hardest Metroid game, in my opinion. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. Like, I even bought it when they uh, ported, I want to say Metroid 2 to the 3DS. It's like, because I, I had to justify, mm-hmm. I hate Nintendo. I have to justify <laughs> Samir knows this. Samir's the same way. We don't buy Nintendo games. The only reason why we even get roped into buying Nintendo systems is because of Super Smash Brothers. Okay, valid. I, I don't play Mario. Okay? Like, I haven't then played a Mario I, game in years. Then I have to justify buying it for something besides Super Smash Bros. So guess what? Now I'm buying Mario games. I buy Mario defense, I'm you have huge, to buy Mario. Okay, first of all, Mario Kart is dope. Fire I don't, I, I'm not a fan of Mario, Mario Kart. Awesome. I'm not a fan of Mario Kart. No, it's valid. I grew I got, up with I, it. I love it, but um, I mean, I grew Breath of the Wild was good. Yeah, Breath of the Wild was good. I'm waiting for Tears of the Kingdom once again because I know. I, I bought, hell, I even got to the point where I bought some of the games that I had on PS4 on the nice. Switch so I could play them on the go. And guess what? Yeah. My Switch stays home. I take it to work with me every now and then, but other than that, I'm not really playing it. I'm reading comics on my iPad. It's like, comics over, over Switch. Sorry. <laughs> Nintendo, you got me again. And, and then I was stupid <laughs> enough to trade in my Switch to get the OLED Switch because I'm like, no, it's got the white Joy-Cons and it's, it's no. got you know, it's an OLED <laughs> screen and you know it's slightly bigger. Nintendo gotcha. <laughs> the kick is bigger as well. It's more they stable. Did, oh, and I remember when the Switch first came out, everyone's like, wow, that's a really expensive Zelda game, because it was the only game at the time. Yeah. But a good thing the system is basically free, because that was the only reason we were buying the Switch was for uh, Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild. Yeah. That was the first video game my wife like beat, because she wasn't allowed to play games when she was a kid growing up, which is cruel and unusual, and I tell it her is. that all the time. I mock my in-laws relentlessly for that. Because I grew up with gaming, um, especially PC gaming, actually. So I was obviously super stoked for Breath of the Wild, but I got her to play it, and now she's like, she like bought Skyward Sword for the Switch. She's going back. She's watching like Zelda theory videos oh, all the so time. Cute. She watched me because I um, we have the Nintendo the the subscription Mini? expansion. Oh, no, okay. um, yeah. basically they're they're slowly releasing various sixty four games for the Switch, and so like oh, I replayed okay. Ocarina of Time and I replayed Majora's Mask, and she watched me because she wanted to know the story, but she wasn't able to like invest in learning the game. Um, but yeah, so. It is so cute um, watching her get into these things. Yeah, I um, uh, I have the uh, the SNES Mini. Love it. And I hacked it, so I pretty much have most of the uh, Super Nintendo library on there that nice. was accessible. So yeah. I I dabble in and out of a link to the past mm-hmm. because I'm I'm very retro. Samir hates retro stuff. He's like it's nostalgic. Blah, throw it away. Um, so I have that, and I also bought the Sega Genesis Mini, and I only bought that for one reason, to hack it so I can play the greatest game based off of a movie, Moonwalker. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell did he go? I have no idea. He I just hate left. When he does that, because now he's giving me more work to do. It's like, now I gotta edit all this out until he comes back. He didn't even say nothing, because he knows I can't pause it. <laughs> And now I gotta ramble. We'll just, and we'll just oh, shoot the breeze until he comes yeah. back. It's all good. Yeah. So how's the uh, new book coming along? Oh my god, it's good. It's good. 
the the rough draft is done, but the rough draft being done is the messiest phase because then you have to make it make sense. And it's like the scene in Community where what's his name comes in with the pizza and everything's on fire. That is oh. my book. Everything is on fire. Oh wow. Um. So and you're the one asking me how it's going. You're the guy with the pizza. Um. So <laughs> you're Donald Glover. I don't want to be Donald um, Glover. All right, don't be Donald Glover then. He's bald. But, <laughs> fair enough. I think it is also by choice, though. I don't know. Oh, you're back. Hello. He can't hear you yet. He's got one on his headphones. Oh. Thanks for walking. On, thanks for walking away. And I, <laughs> I, I gave the whole thing. The I, no, I had to help her with her her thing. You guys hear that, by the way? Yes. Yes. I was going to say. Right, sorry, that, it's her. It's her breathing machine thing. So. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Time. Hopefully, it's not too. You do it in post. You'll take it out. I gotta do <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of freaking none over here. All right. Uh, just do the pose, Bernard. Do the pose, yeah. <laughs> all right, so where were we? Um, we were talking about... We had tangented about Nintendo, which I think yeah. is relevant, but right. we can go back to Harry Potter. Yeah. No, we're pretty much done with that. We're, we're, just, we're just ripping on... Games. Yeah, we're pretty much ripping my, on... My opinion on the HBO thing is just that it's... Why are we doing this again? Why can we not make a new idea? You know? Why are we making Harry Potter again? Money, obviously. But well, I don't I don't know how well it's going to actually be received. We're going to find out. There are yeah. so many other young adult book series that are successful that yeah, will, yes, that would that be a better true. choice than Harry yeah. Potter. But yeah, they really are kind of stuck, though. They have to do a season per book because whoever they cast in these roles is going to grow up so fast because children grow like weeds. And if they don't cast, you know, actual 11-year-olds, it's going to be wonky. Oh, also 11-year-olds that can act because yeah. Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and Rupert Grant and uh, Tom Felt, oh, the whole cast, they were rough. Those first two Oh, yeah, they were just were little rough. kids. They didn't know yeah. anything. They didn't know anything. They're great actors now, but good God. Yeah, the trial by good. fire being thrown yeah. right into Harry Potter. Like, that so, was Daniel's yeah. first role. Like, they just picked him out yeah. of a crowd of kids. Literally. So yeah, am I gonna watch the show? No, I'm not because I can't even watch. I can't even watch stuff I do want to see. <laughs> Thank you. I, I say time and time again because this guy gets on my back, and when I get on his back, it's like, why are you doing this to me? I tell him time management sucks when you're an adult. We have an episode named that, and he's like, oh, so why didn't you do this? I don't know, man. I didn't have time to watch Lord of the Rings today. Why not? I'm busy editing podcast for two hours. Because I'm an adult with no time <laughs> management skills. Okay. I, I'm in that boat right now. I. I, I yeah, but I'm yeah, I, I don't. I don't give him grief about it. I give him grace. Like he didn't watch Scream Six, so he couldn't review it. I'm like, okay, so you didn't watch Scream Six? Oh, because I didn't watch Scream Five. You mean the movie that came out a year ago? Okay, cool, whatever. I, I didn't know they. Were, I mean, they're they're good now. They it kind of took me it took me by surprise. All right, I don't tell you. And I was telling him it was good. I was like, yo, Jenna Ortega's in it. Right. And this was the first thing she did after uh, X. Okay, so speaking. Yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of movies, are we gonna get to the review now, or you want to keep shooting we, shit? Uh, no, let's review the Mandalorian because we're at an hour, so then we can get into the review. Because Dungeons and Dragons is gonna be very lengthy. I loved Dungeons and Dragons. I did too. Yeah, I got you know, a lot of notes. Despite the fact that Samir says I hate sword and sorcery, I mean, you just might have a crush on Chris Pine. Who Bro, doesn't? I don't, I don't even like that many Chris Pine movies. It's the eyes. They're dreaming. 
You couldn't say Michelle Rodriguez? Or I actually, I, or, um, I don't know his name, but I walked out. I loved the Paladin guy. He was great. Re- everyone, everyone has a crush on Reggae John. Everyone loves him because of um, what it doesn't, that show. It he doesn't change your sexuality to have a crush on him. Okay? I agree. It doesn't mean you're not he's gay. A, it doesn't mean a, you're not straight. He's a just, charismatic He's wonderful. Well, he's I, a charismatic look, I, I'm, that, I'm that dick. I always play Paladins in uh, RPG games. All right. Well, all right. We're going to have to pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't want to get into it now. Yeah, but, uh, the, the funny thing is, I'm not big into Dungeons and Dragons, and um, I ha- I had two friends who actually got tried to get me to sign up for a campaign. We took an hour just making our characters and everything. There, and that's normal. They had, they sorry, had I don't have the patience for it. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> literally, literally this weekend. So I don't play Dungeons and Dragons as much. I play Pathfinder. Um, is my oh. is my meal of choice there? But this weekend, I'm, I'm literally this weekend. I were devoting time for a new campaign. We're just character building. Like we're literally meeting up just to character build, just pre gaming basically. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of planning, especially Pathfinder. Because Pathfinder is a lot more. It's complicated, especially than five E placement. I loved, I love it when you have a weapon that works with touch AC. But uh, you you guys are speaking Greek right now. I don't know what the (laughs) that's how much I'm into D and D Pathfinder and tabletop games. Like you trying to get me to play Hero Clicks. I'm like, bro, I'm not playing Hero Clicks. No, it's not even because it's the game. It's because now I got to buy all these figures and I, I barely got space for stuff. That I already right. have. Well, like, I, got, I, got, from- I got my Black Ranger statue right over there in the corner. This freaking hot toy Spider Man. It a Funko right here. <laughs> Apartment living. And I have a storage unit with helmets. I got a Draken helmet in my room right now that I just got yesterday. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all right. In, in all honesty, though, I've, it's been a few years since I played Pathfinder, so I would need to refresh on the rules anyway. That's so okay. you're not alone, Bernard. The rules are complicated, and you need to refresh yourself constantly. I still learn new rules, and I've been playing it for like seven years. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, no, don't got the patience for that. Oh, okay. Well, before we get into the review of um, the, Mandalorian. the Mandalorian, what's up with John Leguizamo right now? No, we're saving that for next week. Know. We're saving that when we review Mario. What? Yeah, but no, the the, the I haven't thing, seen it yet. You haven't seen Mario? Okay, not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it on Monday. You made a Twitter post about it. Uh, yeah, because because Mario kept tagging me in their ads, and I was like, "Why are you?" Ta-? Literally, the official Mario account was tagging me on Twitter. Hi, Adas, do some prayer. Here's these things. I'm like, "What the fuck?" See, I I, I, I'll this? tell you what happened. You uh, probably, no, I'm seeing probably, it on Monday. Uh, yeah, you okay. probably liked the tweet by Nintendo to get notifications. Probably like not that realizing that's what I signed up for because it's happened again since then. I'm just yeah, like, "Why are ads tagging me now? This is illegal." <laughs> Yeah, that happened to me in when the heart. first Black Panther came out. Uh, I was like, okay, I just like this. Didn't even read the tweet and just got no yeah, like, Why the f- is the Black that, Panther Twitter page tweeting me? That's probably my, exactly yeah, what mine happened. Mine was Avatar The Way of Water. I got no. nothing Avatar The Way of Water feed. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got direct notifications. It said, hey, Scarlet Spider, here's a new trailer for Black Panther. Check it out. Yeah. It wasn't an ad. It was just yeah. literally a bot running the account. Yeah. Doing it. All right, but let's do the review. So we can right. out the, I, I don't have much to say about this this uh, episode other than some notes and uh, some negative things, and that's about it. And, and it was fun. That's about yeah. it. So all right, let's get into it. So chapter twenty two, Guns for Hire, written by John Favreau, directed by um, Samira Bryce Dallas wife. Howard. Yeah, in another universe. Oh, that's Bryce a good Dallas wife. Howard. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I love her. So episode uh, is Bo-Katan, Din, and Grogu set out to go to uh, Plazar 15 where the uh, 
the what the hell are they called? The Axe Wolves. Yeah, I mean, no, the Night Owls are now being led by Axe Wolves, and um, so now they're mercenaries. And so before they meet them, they go on the planet and they meet Captain Benadir and the Duchess who asked them for help for neutralizing several repurposed but malfunctioning Imperial and separate destroyed. So after stopping a droid attack, Bo-Katan and then followed the trail to the Resistor, which is a droid bar, which is very weird to me, but whatever. And they convinced the bartender and the clientele to help them. And they found out that the droids were sabotaged through nano droids um, by uh, Commander... I mean, Commissioner Hellgate, played by one of my favorite actors, Christopher Lloyd. Um, and so they take him in, and then, you know, everything is nice and settled. They go meet up with the Night Owls, and Axe is like, yo, why are we even going to listen to you? You ain't even you ain't even got the Darksaber, and Bo is looking all distraught and then just says, hey, uh, technically she does, because I was in a fight. I got my ass whooped. And she beat the guy who beat me. So he gave it to her. And finally, when that happened, I was like, didn't we call it Samir? I think I said that when we reviewed episode two. No, I remember you. I mean, I wasn't on the episode, but I, I remember thinking the same thing when the episode aired. I was like, so wait, does it? Does it? And then they didn't, they didn't follow back on it. So I forgot. And now here, they, it just kind of felt a little womp womp to me. Yeah. Like, okay, that was kind of an entire plot set up at the end of season two, but whatever. Yeah, so guest stars in this episode, uh, Mercedes Bernano, formerly known as Sasha Banks, now known as uh, Mercedes Monet, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Jack Black, and Lizzo. People are sick and tired of the cameos. I got no problem with it. For the most part, I don't have a problem with it. I saw a Tumblr post probably 10 years ago talking about how Jack Black has this ability to just seamlessly appear in absolutely everything. He never feels out of place. Like they said that Jack Black could appear in an Arby's on the moon and he would make it completely natural. And I feel like his stars can't star Wars cameo really solidified that. Cause I did not even question the appearance of Jack Black. Like, no even though I knew it was him, he was just, was just oh, like, wait, yeah, everyone was just like, Ugh, Lizzo, why is she in this? Which, like, she's, I, I said earlier, she's not, like, she's the best actress, but yeah. it was clear she was having a good time. Right. I don't I have, a role, role of Star Wars. you know, and because she was having a good time, it didn't, like, feel like stunt casting, even though yeah. other people have kind of accused it of that. Like, no, I didn't. I had different problems with the episode, but again, it wasn't her fault. Yeah, um... I, I have a few notes. Samir, you want to get your notes off and maybe they'll align with mine? I mean, it's mostly just the side questing. It's like the sense of urgency in this season is just, again, wonky. I mean, I think did you ever have only a sense last... of urgency at the beginning of this season? Mm-mm. Only no, even last one. episode, I think, is when we've even started to feel like the plots were coming together. They've the, really kind of meandered this whole they, season. They have. And I, I, I like some of the meandering, but for the yeah. most part... Because they met Luke Skywalker and now he's a part of the greater uh, Star Wars pantheon, he has to do things now. He can't just mm-hmm. wander around doing arbitrary arbitrary uh, uh, tasks. I mean, that's kind of what he's doing now. I mean, we haven't seen Luke. Now he is, but he can't do that it. anymore. We just didn't even know what he's doing until, you know, Well, we kind of knew what he was doing ago. because of, um, because of uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Jin, not Luke. Oh, yeah. Did you mean Luke as? Uh, I mean, Den as well, or did you mean Luke, Samir? No, I'm. Oh, no, I meant uh, Den. Okay, 
God damn it. <laughs> it's okay. I, well, then met Luke, and that's what made him important, because he okay. met mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But, so yeah, I mean, we kind of already saw the writing on the wall, because for starters, we got we got our we got our basically season two B of the book of Boba Fett. I mean, of, of the Mandalorian in the book of Boba Fett, and yeah. it's like, yo, you because remember these take place in real time, so it's been like, bro, you've had the lightsaber for a year and you still can't use this thing. Is it it's real not- time? Because I think canonically, yeah. it's like two years have gone yeah, by. It was yeah, two yeah, two years yeah. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's been a year. Uh, yeah, it's been two uh, a year yeah. since he got it at the end of season two. Okay. Yeah, I don't know uh, what Din's doing, and it, it's it, it's just not for him. Sometimes he's his. Look, yeah. I, I actually said this to somebody earlier today, and I'm going to say it now. Din is just Latarian Milton from um, the good state of Florida. So uh, I don't know if you remember this story, but there was a kid who stole his grandmother's car and went on a joyride and like crashed at a Walmart. How very Florida. Yes. I actually met the kid. Florida man. Future Florida man there. Yeah, I actually met the kid uh, working at a grocery store. Uh, But basically, his catchphrase, well, it's now a catchphrase, but what he told the reporters, uh, when they asked him why he did it, he just said, I want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. And that's basically all Ben (laughs) wants to do. Ben just wants to do hood rat stuff with his friends. He wants to hang out with Grief Cog every now and then, show Grogu the way, and just live his life you know, doing whatever he want to do. He doesn't want to leave. He is absolutely a side character in his own show, and that's not in and of itself a bad thing. But, no, you're right. Yeah. But, so, a few things that I have issues... Did you have more issues, Samir, or was just that... Uh, No, the the urgency and and the importance of their task, it's it's just not there. Like, okay, them getting the Mandalorians back in the fold, it's, it's a big thing. Yes. And, and resurrecting the Mandalorian uh, culture is a big thing. But they're going, about six it, episodes. they're going about yeah. it so lackadaisically. It's like, you know? I feel like, okay, this is just my opinion. I feel like this, ser- this season would have been a lot stronger if they had, because obviously there's been a lot of focus on Bo-Katan and kind of a redemption arc, especially if you've seen like Rebels and Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, I heard she's been taking uh, a lot of L's, so she's got to get a win. Yeah. And and we're happy. I'm I'm because my my wife filled me in on everything with Bo-Katan. I was like, oh yes, Bo-Katan, the colonizer, the one we love to hate. I'm like, wait, no, I unironically like her in this season. At this point, um, but I personally feel like this season would have been a lot stronger if they had you know shaved off a lot of the extraneous edges and maybe had the finale be um, Bo-Katan. Uh, you know, walking the way. You know, th- basically how last episode ended. Yeah. That being more of the season finale feeling, and then expanding and making next season the search for the Mandalorians and stuff. Yeah, I feel I like that. they could have put in a lot more depth with what we had instead of feeling like it's really stretched thin. Um, my issue, because first of all, let me clarify, I'm actually most of the time a big Star Wars apologist. I can turn off my brain and have a good time. But then, yeah, as soon as you force me to, like, actually look at the moral messaging, though, I'm like, okay. My issue is that I don't feel like Star Wars knows what its own message is, and as a result, we end up with a lot of conflicting takes. Um, Because the... I forgot the planet's name already. It was really interesting to visit there because it absolutely had the feeling of every sort of utopia that is actually dystopian. No. No, the one we visited last episode with Lizzo and Jack Black. Oh, I just said the name of it. Hold on a second. Yeah, I know. Coruscant is its uh, own cyberpunk 15. thing. Right. Plazir 15. It had, like, the feeling of, um, 
like all the dystopia societies in like cyberpunk in like the 80s and so i kept waiting for it to go wrong that was part of the problem and then it didn't which is fine but i star wars has never known how to treat droids they have never known to what degree they're sentient, it's to what bad. degree they have free yeah, will. No, it really is bad. bad. And this episode really didn't help because there was definitely the implication of we like being enslaved. We don't want to be, but, but we're literally disposable because some of us were separatist eras and they're going to decommission us even though we want to be alive. So we need to appease our oppressors so that they treat us well. Right. I'm like, oh, it's giving, yikes. It's giving house It's giving oh. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good equivalent. So that, and I feel like Star Wars has never known what their message is on that. This episode made it so much worse. So that's always bothered me. Um, and that's what bothered, that was my big takeaway from the episode is what is Star Wars getting at? The other thing that this this whole season has really gone wishy-washy on and the uh, appearance of Jack Black's character once again through kind of a wrench in this, like, they're, they're trying to, like, they've, they've shown the rehabilitation of, like, the Imperials, and um, clearly the it's straight-up brainwashing. Like, they're calling it, like, reprogramming, which isn't yeah. better. And we saw in the one, in episode, I think it was episode two or three, episode three, whichever one three. had the extended three. story one, away I from the... It. Yeah, yeah the and, uh, Dr. Pershing, I'm like, why? The problem with that is the next time What's-Her-Name shows up, like, the really short interaction when Grief Karga is asking for help, or not Grief yeah. Karga, the... the the, the X-Wing pilot, yeah. yeah. When he's asking for help, we got everything we needed to know from that five-minute interaction that this chick is bad news, that she is not actually reformed. We got everything in that two-minute interaction, yep. making the tangent in episode three completely obsolete. Um, that That's exactly what I'm going to skip, which sucks, because there's the hot lesbian um, who I personally love, but wow, hey, they're, I, they're I, doing I call, a great job. I call job. first. That's that's Brian. Listen, listen, she can choose. But anyway, <laughs> um, but um, anyway, as far as reforming the imperialists go, they're really back and forthing on that one too. Not in a dissimilar manner they are with droids, just because they can't make a decision. Are we reforming the literally? Like, because this is George Lucas himself. Are we reforming the literally based on Nazis self insert not self insert inserts into <laughs> sci-fi or are we not? Because clearly it's not working. Except when it does, I don't know if Jack Black's character is a good guy at the end of this episode. Right. I so truly don't. His issue with Star Wars is the foundation. Yeah. George Lucas made a very small. His his writing is very rudimentary. It's black and white, good versus evil, mm -hmm. initially. And he was very against adding any gray, morally conflicted characters. He didn't want, he didn't want to go past Han Solo. That was his gray character, right? Mm -hmm. And it, instead of like, oh, what about the, the Jedi? They're taking kids from their houses and making them into cultists. Kind of a bad you know? thing. Right. But... What about the, the Sith? Their doctrine is like, they, they want to take the most out of life, yet they're evil. It's like, maybe you can find some middle ground there. Like, no, there's no balance, even though right. there's balance in the Force. Right, so it's like this foundation is hard to write on. It's yeah. quicksand, essentially. It's, it's literally quicksand. So, look, um, man, I, I, I feel it. like. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the Mandalorian is unfortunately bringing a lot of those issues into the spotlight. Yeah. These unspoken problems. Like the droids were cute mascots at one point, but now they've always had AI. Are they sentient always... or not? How you know, fucked up is it that we wiped C3PO's memory at the end of movie three? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, my friends. I'm like, and they treat me like shit the whole movie. I'm like, can y'all yeah. be nice to this guy? Yeah. 
I think I know he's annoying, but come on, he like it. Come on. He's yeah, still we actually guy. talked about this a little bit when the when this season started. How we talked about the difference between the watch and the night owls. It's like both y'all crazy. A spade is a spade. This group don't want to take off their helmets. This one does this. You can't rule without the dark saber. It's like, come on, man. But um, so well, okay. I'm gonna give them a pass on that one because I think they've realized how dumb they are and they're gonna correct it. Hey, let's all be weird together. Um, so I think that's a pass. I think too. They're a smaller scale. Like they're they're kind of a extreme religion. And okay, we can let some and of religion the, gets wonky. We can yeah, religion gets wonky. We don't. And, and I actually like overall how they treat Din Djarin, uh, Djarin's, um devotion to his. Uh, you know, this is the way because they don't mock it, even though it's very mockable. I think they actually treat it pretty well within the confines of the show. Yeah, he's he's extreme. I mean, he's a little nuts. They kind of shit on him in season two when they first they, met him. I feel like they all he was well, like you're not Mandalorian. It's like no, no you aren't Mandalorian. Well, you part of that crazy people that lived on the moon. I mean, more there's a difference between the show mocking him versus oh. characters within the show oh, mocking okay. him. Yeah, I was so yeah, no characters. other no, you're good. Yeah, other characters can believe what they want, but I mean within the con text of the show itself, I always felt like they actually treated him well. And I do like that, even though, yeah, he's very extreme, and these things are nuts. I like that he learned some balance in season two with, you know, he takes off his helmet to say bye to Grogu, and it was wonderful. And then he gets excommunicated, which, in in Book of Boba Fett, so, I mean, I know it's canon, but come on. It's like, yeah, Uh, don't purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. That was pretty awesome. I really want them to get back to the Minnesota. The Minnesota, yeah, that was really cool. Anyway, that was a tangent. Carry on. So, no, so, this, this this whole podcast built on tangents. Excellent. Well, he he goes on the tangents. I as long as it's nerd stuff, narrow. then we need you, Bernard. It's like I'm I driving too the car. A tangent. <laughs> it's like I'm driving the car, and Samir will say, "Hey, can we go over here?" And I'm like, "No, we got to keep going straight." He'll punch me in the he'll punch me in the temple and just take just turn the steering wheel. I don't. <laughs> Why do you always be so violent? I'm not violent. Metaphorically. Go through every drive through. I mean, I'm I'm gonna make it worse. It's okay. Every episode I'm on is like an hour and a half long. <laughs> I mean, we 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 talk a lot more now. So like like I think our last episode was like almost two hours. Oh, good. I feel less bad. <laughs> but, Plus, uh, we, we tend to go long. We have guests, so makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when we hit a three hour episode, that's when we gotta stop. The th- if we ever hit a three hour episode, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> you know, you like, jump the shark. It's over. Yeah. But uh, what I want to say, the few things that actually made me mad about this episode is mm-hmm. after they, you know, basically go full NYPD on the droid in the town and they go to the morgue on an episode of CSI. Hey, yeah, what was that? <laughs> why the hell is the droid in a in a storage locker like it's an actual dead body? And B, we're, we're, we're removing oil from droids like it's blood. Like it's like, no, zoom in, rotate that. Like what? So weird. Also, why in the okay that my wife was really bothered by this, and I back it up. Like the the reformed interrogation droid, how is that going to be good? How is this possibly a good idea? Whatever. Yeah, yeah of course it went wonky. That's exactly the one who would go wonky. Yeah, and it's like the oh. droid bar. It's like what? So that's not a if thing. That's canon. That's never well, been a thing before, right? And that and that adds to the droids are sentient life forms who deserve so if rights. You want to hear something real <laughs> they, sad about? They have downtime. They can have fun. Like right. come on, they're basically. Right. If you want to hear something super sad, okay, you guys all remember Solo, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. So L three or whatever her name was, mm-hmm. the, the the liberated droid, yeah. how she ended up dying, 
and, and became the Millennium Falcon. Right. She and enslaved forever. Exactly. She's Literally. still in there. It's so messed up. It's yeah. So, it's sad. Yeah, it's Solo, crazy. like, introduced these ideas, and then it was like, wait, no, go back. And then they never follow up on them. I know there was a lot of directorial writing and writing garbage in that one. Um, but I kind of wish they'd gone back to that idea, because uh, that's a problem. And, you yeah, know, it just, droids are actually extremely oppressed. I think yeah. they. I think whoever wrote Solo was reading Iron Man at the time because it's that so was that was, a, yeah. that was an arc in Iron Man where basically it was yeah. like all the all the uh, robots and AI they wanted equal rights. So like Jocasta, Machine Man, uh, whatever Tony's AI was at the time. What the hell was it? Uh, Friday. Friday. Yes. Like even the AI that he made of himself for Riri wanted uh, sentience, and it, it, it just it like became a whole thing. But oh, and the other thing. I, I, I like I said when we when we started when we got the episode two with the ugly spider thing with the one eye, I called it. I'm like, bro, this is gonna turn into the goddamn Deathly Hollows. So it's like, no, it's 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 really the Dark Saber's bows. Like how you know Draco oh, yeah. couldn't. I mean, Snake couldn't give uh, Voldemort the Elder Wand because Draco disarmed Dumbledore. That is exactly what it is. Wait, I literally. <laughs> Like I literally went Wolf of Wall Street. Like I'm just sitting there and he's just talking like did it. He did it. I knew it. He did it. He had to wait for the most dramatic moment to reveal it too. Come on, yeah. Dan. That isn't and that isn't even like you, Dan. You're not a drama llama. Get get with the program. I mean, you gotta give him a little bit of grace because in episode two he pretty much got his ass whooped and both oh, yeah. had to save him. And then in episode three they kind of had to run away because there were a bunch of Imperial troops coming That's on That's fair. He's been pretty busy but yeah, I still they, gotta be like, Din, you really just saved that reveal, didn't you? <laughs> he probably didn't even think about it until like somebody said, <laughs> wait. He's like, hold on, wait a second. No, wait. Having like his that so raven flashback yeah. of She's like, no, I lost it, and she beat the guy who beat me, so technically it's hers. Hey, I got it. Listen, if they filmed it that way, I would have forgiven them 110%. <laughs> That's the director's cut. Literally, I, kn- I know, I need that. I need the Bryce Dallas Howard version! And, and, and are we? People, <laughs> hate, people are very divisive of this episode, because usually, yes. uh, like, when Bryce Dallas Howard directs something Star Wars related, it's quote-unquote the best episode, but everyone's like, man... Well, I'm the directing was really good. Yeah, She's I'm not like, the writer. Yeah, I'm just like, y'all, give, give John, John Favreau has written every almost every single episode of Mandalorian. He, mm-hmm. he, can, he, can, he can have a slump every now and then. It happens to everyone who writes. Like, that for is example, a fact. Have you ever had a slump? Because, Samir, while you were gone, which is going to be cut out, guys, well, not all of it, uh, we had a slight discussion about, you know, how's the new book coming on? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I want to be there for that. No, talk about the, wow. <laughs> Betrayal. You got up and didn't say nothing. You just like said, I said the one walked thing. off into the sunset. You can say, hey, short, hold on a second, oh. guys. Oh, Long yeah, story short, um, everything is on fire, but the rough draft is done. I just have to make it make sense. It's hurting cats. Um, making it right. pretty, making but all my you're good about fit. You're good about talking to your fan base on Twitter and you don't just go dark and then I come try. back talking about the goddamn Patriots like your fan base cares about football. <laughs> I'm guessing fair. George R.R. R. Martin did that? Yes, a lot. The, or the Giants, whatever football stuff he's on right now. <laughs> hey, you might have some fans who like um, sports. Just, I mean, Samir, you aren't, you know, the nerd of all nerds. <laughs> It's like I like basketball, but I only watch heat games. 
Look, I get it. I'm just saying, don't put that on your your blog when people are looking for. Was it his blog or his Twitter? His you, you gotta stick with the brand. I understand what you're saying. Samir's like, I hate that train conductor. Yes, but I'm what sorry. do we uh, review? Uh, what do we rate this episode out of ten? It's an eight for me, just oh, because of hard. just because of the uh, the CSI scene, and you know, then finally realizing, <laughs> oh wait, this don't belong to me anymore. Here's yours. See, I'm in love with Katie Sackoff. I've just accepted that. So every time Bo-Katan is in an episode, I want to be softer on it. But I can't. And, and I love Jack Black. And I thought the chemistry he had with Lizzo was actually amazing. I love seeing Christopher Lloyd in something. Yes, I'm um, like, Doc! I know. I was like, oh, he got so old. Like, it took me a second because he's, like, so old now. But I'm like, good yeah, for you. Like 89? Being like a showing up as like a separatist, I know he's ancient. I don't know how old he is, um, but thematically, I feel like a lot of the pro like the problems are coming to a head. And I, as like a writer type, I get really bothered when themes don't mesh. Okay, I'm not super particular on what the themes are. Like I'm not against problematic stuff in that way, but I need it to be consistent and to know its message. <sighs> so even though I enjoyed it and I had a good time. I don't know, maybe a five or six, which is still way nice. I'm like rating super. I nice. have to, I have to echo that sentiment mm-hmm. because again, I had fun with the episode, and I will eat. I'll, I'll just, just, mm-hmm. just give me everything you need. Just everything Bryce Dallas Howard, anything she touches, I need to just take in. And uh, also, Kate, Katie Sackoff, I, I love her. She's great. So again, anything she's in, I'll, I'll watch. And watch the last uh, yeah, another flash. Yeah, because the Arrowverse is dead, Bernard. And I don't want a bunch of... <laughs> I, I, you want to have a hot take about the Arrowverse right now? Because I have a hot take about that new one. Oh, All right? God. Let's go. All right, we can get, do it it. Off, you, get it off your chest. I'm just saying, that whole... The whole reason why that, that, that series... That I'm telling you, you we, we've had this discussion already. Look, COVID the killed the Arrowverse. Why, COVID killed the Arrowverse, okay? No, what killed the Arrowverse was... They were masquerading characters as other characters. They couldn't get Batman, so they had to make Green Arrow Batman. And Green Arrow doesn't have that many sidekicks. He has maybe one or two. And they gave him a whole pantheon of sidekicks. And they basically took all these random side characters and dressed them up as other characters and proxies for the Batman family. Like, what was the guy's name? Um, Wild Dog? Beast Dog? No, the dog dog guy. Uh, Yeah, Wild Dog. Yeah, Wild Dog. He's he's just a foil for freaking uh he's just a um a stand in for Red Hood. You That's know Wild is. Dog is an actual character though, right? Yeah, he is, but he's so he's so D list Silver Age back in like no one no one cares about that character. Come on. Come on. Anyways, I'm not getting into this, but that's all they did. They, they they we couldn't get Superman, so let's put in the Flash as a Superman proxy. No, right. because they didn't want to do anything Superman related at the time because small Why not? That's because what, Smallville was just off the air for three years. It's you gotta so dumb. The, the Flash started in 2014. Uh-huh. Arrow started in 2012. Uh-huh. Smallville ended in 2011. They felt it was too soon. That's why we got so some here's the problem. Now. Here's the problem with that. You get the Gotham effect. Oh, we're not doing Batman, but no, you're going to make no, Bruce no, Wayne no, run no, around no, the trench coat no, for no, two I'm, seasons. No, no, I'm stopping right? you right there. I'm stopping you right there. Because Warner Brothers has some stupid-ass embargo that says, hey, Batman can't ever be on TV. You can reference Bruce Wayne, but you can't have Batman. But Superman and everyone else is free range, but not the Batman. It's dumb. It's dumb. Just own it. Also, special effects are garbage. Just own it. No, okay. no, no. I'm they got, done. They got garbage because the CW 
and Warner Brothers Television decided to allocate a lot of the budget for the CG into new shows. And then when they started making other CW Arrowverse shows, they're like, okay, the budget's getting kind of strained. We got to cut corners. And so that's why you got... I'm done. That looks I'm easy. done. Bad, bad costume design, bad special effects. That, okay, and then, I'm stopping you with the bad costume design. Who had a bad costume design? Batwing. It Bro, looked, you on. cannot make that practical. Yes, you can. All right. I'm sorry. Helmets can look good if you put the money. Look, Deathstroke looks so good in Justice League or Man of Steel. No, Batman v Superman. One of those bad movies. So, so you, looks, you name it a movie with a 250 million dollar budget, right? Yes, now, as I am. It furthers my point. Money, Bernard. Money. And okay. I just told the you what, I just told exactly. you what they did with the money. No money. Bad special effects. Bad costume design. Okay, so you got Luke Fox. Who else? Has a bad costume. Blue Beetle <laughs> and it's Smallville. That Dude, was that 2008. Was so <laughs> it looks so bad. It was 2008. I don't. We we'll get off topic. Let me create this episode. <laughs> get off my back. Leave me alone. You it's, you decided to. No, you it brought up. it up. Yeah. Okay. I, like I said, I want to. I'm going to echo. No, for your real. Did I, did I bring that up? You did. I want to echo your sentiment. I'm going to give it a five. Oh, I did because you said you watch everything with Katie Sackhoff, and I said you right. watched the Flash. I'm going to give it. A, I had a good time with it, but I'm going to give it a five. It's it, 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 they need to you know uh, tighten up a little bit and, and for the next uh, Lord season. It's right. not yes, this episode's fault that it was a five. It's the season set it up for failure, but it's still yeah, like a five. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. All right, so two fives and an eight. I wonder what area code that is. I'm, I'm, I'm never mind. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm weird like that. But all right, so can we uh, get into the review of? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons finally. Yeah, I'm actually pulling up the information right now because, you know, sometimes I don't remember stuff. So, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Love written it. by Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, and Mike Gilo, and directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Is it Steinerstein? I honestly don't know. But uh, they wrote uh, one of my favorite movies from like the past, I want to say, five years Game Night. <clears throat> oh, that was funny. Yeah. So the film stars, yeah, I was right, five years, 2018, stars uh, Chris Pine as Edgen, Michelle Rodriguez as Holga, Reggie John Page as Zinc, Justice Smith as Simon, Sophia Lillis as Doric, Hugh Grant as Forge, Cole, uh, Cole, Cole, I'm sorry, tongue tied, Chloe Coleman as Kira, Daisy Head as Sophina, and uh, a bunch of random other people who were barely in the movie. So, a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic. But things go dangerously awry when when they run afoul of the wrong people. So, where do we want to start? Because I called it. I knew Hugh Grant was going to be the bad guy because you only you you saw him in like one trailer, and that was it. Like I, I, I walked in and I knew it. Um, I can honestly say I love the opening of the movie, like yes. when they're in prison and Michelle Rodriguez uh, fucked the guy up. So good. And then him waiting for Jonathan. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I need to know who the hell Jonathan is and why is Jonathan so important. <laughs> Turns out and, Jonathan didn't know who the hell they were either. Yeah. <laughs> and and, the, and they they got pardoned. I know that was oh, the best part. Was... Oh, I died inside. It was so good. Oh, I, I, it was so good. I cringed so hard, oh, but I, it was so good. 
I'm like, now if you got, now if you went back to jail, you, you just fucked it all up. <laughs> I mean, it's part of the comedy of it. And I feel I like it really helps set the tone of like, they go yeah, through this whole really thing did. and they're like, but you did it. And it just this, felt like a D&D plan, though. It, and that was, it, that was it, my it, thing with the whole movie. I accepted every single one of their plans, like the ending where, where all the money's coming out of his mouth at, on the hot air balloon, yeah. right? That is exactly what my party would have done. That We would have yeah. done something equally stupid and been like, GM, can Likewise. we aim it to do that? And he'd be like, absolutely, you can. So I, I, I feel like it was a good tone setter for them to have been pardoned all along. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot they wrote horrible bosses as well. Oh, oh cool. Um, okay, wrote, so uh, I Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, so I love this movie <clears throat> a lot, but I, I have to leave with the negative because I'm a oh, pessimist okay. sometimes. All right, so my I think my most egregious thing about this movie, the, the, the rest is just nitpicks. This is the one thing I have problem. Too many human characters. I know why they didn't do it. Samir but, Samir has a thing where you know if it's if it's something mystical or science, uh, or like futuristic, get rid of these More aliens. Yes, just don't lean so. The cast was ninety percent human, and it's like we had some halflings or gnomes uh, speckled about the most human-looking tiefling they could find. I like, do agree with that. No I, work in her her makeup. It took me too long to realize she was a tiefling. You know, also, she, like, said also, it. I mean, her tail wasn't the, like it's like I know. I didn't her even tail is a part of her body, and it's like it's not you know you forget it's there. And I didn't notice they, it until like her tail should have been like her eyebrows. They should have been they should have used her tail to convey her expressions half the time. You know, if you have if you talk with your hands, why not talk with your tail? It's a part of your body. Mm-hmm. Someone who's had an appendage their entire life and she never uses it, it just sits there the whole time. Like what the heck? And uh, anyway, I don't know how they're gonna fix this for the sequel because it's clearly it got, it got overseas. It hopefully, it gets enough money. Well, they're they talking about doing a, a whole universe on like in film and television. So, like they're talking about for once, I'm fine with like that. stuff on Paramount Plus. Yes. See, I, here's the issue with that. I don't want it to get too big, and you know, it mm-hmm. just Dungeons and Dragons is big. Yeah, but as a film and TV franchise, then it's just going to be oversaturated. Then you end up with Star Wars and people start to hate it. I mean, okay, that's the, the, I think normies are hating it. All right, normies get fatigued way faster than the actual the actual fandom. And Dungeons and Dragons has a pretty big fandom, so yeah, I don't see how but, they're all going to get fatigued that yeah, quickly. Yeah, but but how long did it take them to make a good movie, Samir? Before this, there were three Dungeons and Dragons. So movies. many, they were bad. Well, you know what I've noticed in the more because I mean, Game of Thrones did a lot of work to normalize fantasy to the common oh, man. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, and so even even as, mar- as far as Lord of the Rings couldn't even accomplish that. Look, Game of Thrones did a lot of good in that regard. But what and D&D, that was low fantasy, too. It was, it was very low fantasy. Low it was yeah. really more of, you know, medieval alternate universe politics. medieval. Um, yeah. And the thing with D&D, though, what it did differently that none of the other D&D movies have ever done is uh, not take itself seriously. Not too, but it also didn't mock its own source material. It never oh, yeah. felt like it was embarrassed to be the movie it was, while also being lighthearted and overall very humorous. It loved who it loved being what it was, and I think that's why the movie soared compared well, to all the other garbage ones. It didn't, well, and that's the difference. I mean, Game of Thrones took itself very seriously, but it pulled it off. D and D went the opposite approach. But we as a society were finally ready for a humorous, somewhat lighthearted fantasy adventure 
Plus, it's written by two guys who love D and D. That makes a huge difference. And they got Chris Pine, who is one of those people who was like born with the leading actor looks, but has is a character actor at heart. And I'm so happy for him that he has broken through that leading man garbage and like only plays character roles. Like obviously, this was a leading role, but this guy's ridiculous. You know, <laughs> he was able to be funny. He's able oh, to let loose. I, my one nitpick. I yeah. got a nitpick. Oh, no. Bards have spells. They have fighting styles. Why does he just run around with a loot the whole time? So did Druids! And what's her name? The Druid also like showed no spells aside from transformation. So they just I mean, they, they dumbed it they down could, a little. They did, but I get they could they could have gave him a rapier. Come on, I know, right? Dagger. He didn't do anything. He really was just the bard, <laughs> like without even a weapon. I mean, which I did think people, was funny. Speaking of people who not who don't do anything, Reggie John Page was in the movie for what? Okay, ten minutes. I'm mad about the bait and switch. Because it looked like he was in the party, and he's not in the party. Yes, I agree he, with that. Yeah, so I'll tell you what probably happened. They probably shot this movie, and then, then you know, he got Secret Invasion. was like, hey, uh, guys, can we um, cut my road down a little bit more? I got this show over here that I have to go shoot. I was so sad he didn't appear more. I was like, oh, this is not my quest. What do you mean? Buddy guy, this is this is for the greater good. You're a paladin. This is exactly the kind of quest you should be joining. Whatever. My Maybe I'm just when, a paladin um, lover. Was when he walked away, so he's which way he's either left or right. Whoop, right over the rock. They were committed. <laughs> it was so good. It was just difficult <laughs> so terrain. Good. It was fine. He took the difficult terrain feat. Yeah, uh, I um, I went with a few friends. Um, they were all women, and they were extremely disappointed that he wasn't in the movie. I'm like, you 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 told us he was. A- he was in the movie, and I just snapped. I'm like, he's on the fucking poster. What do you want from me? I didn't write the shit. He is on the poster. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm mad he didn't show up more. Just because as soon as he came on, I was like, I love he this so man. Good. He was so he good. Had, he was, the movie he no was uplifted. He, he oh. wanted, I wanted to punch him in the face so bad. I'm just <laughs> I freaking loved him. It was so good. Was I also... Mind. I have so much affection for, like, the non-humor or, like, takes everything literally kind of characters, though, so he was everything I wanted. Just (laughs) this extremely wise and beautiful himbo um, paladin guy. No No! dishonesty. Just, it was so great. (laughs) That's why I was so sad he didn't show up more! My favorite part with him was when they got to the dungeon and it was like, okay, so you have to take Every odd step <laughs> until you get to the middle of the bridge. And then you have to take every even step until you get a quarter way. And then Justice Smith just steps on the freaking thing, and I'm just like, "Come on, man!" The guy. Okay, the guy. he had I my favorite character. Simon had the best character arc. In I like Simon. He yeah. did really well. Yeah, I like. I Justice adored Smith. him. So also, um, I'm a big cast. I play only casters. So to see the Red Wizards of Fae and this 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 bumbling wild magic sorcerer, loved it. And I could, you can almost pick out some of the spells. Oh, you can absolutely pick out the spells. I'm like, ah, yes, magic missile. Ah, yes. <laughs> She's yeah. using prehensile Misty, tail yeah. feet. Amazing. Misty step is mm-hmm. so great. I love how you and I both, um, our favorite characters are like the ones we play in actual games. You're like, I play casters. I'm like, I play tank slash paladin stuff. So, yeah, I love that. Oh, it's awesome. I liked everyone because, you know, I don't. Have the patience for taking I'm so <laughs> curious to figure to like know what your like favorite role would be in these sort of games, but I uh, understand it, the world it, may it, never know. When it okay, I'll tell you. So when it got broken yeah. down to me when I was going to play Dungeons and Dragons, I chose a paladin 
because they're like, oh yeah, Bernard, you you give off paladin vibes, so you know sometimes you can be you know very blunt and douchey. I'm like, I'm douchey. <laughs> So okay, the thing with alignments is that chaotic, uh, neutral, uh, lawful good is not that far from lawful evil. To be honest, lawful good does things. not mean lawful nice. It does um, not. It's like you stole this bread. You got to go to prison for five years. That's the rules. My that's, other, that's, yeah. it's, it could be put like that way, and it's so interesting. Well, the other thing with paladins too, because they have to stay lawful good within the alignment of their deity, and not all deities that they're aligned to. Are necessarily lawful good. Um, in Pathfinder, my my number one boy was a paladin of Shellen, who is the goddess of love and beauty and art. And so it was lawful good, but according to the tenets of this particular goddess, which is not going to be the same as, say, a paladin of Iomade, which is going to be more of the hardliner Saren Ray, which is all justice. Um, yeah, so it, it they're they're shockingly diverse. I'm a paladin apologist. Yeah. They're also way OP. They which are. Is, I played a paladin really once. I, I think I that's up, why I really chose it because they're like, oh yeah, and they're OP as fuck. I'm like, okay, I want right. that. You made the right choice, yes. yes. Then I walked away yeah. and said, they were like, Bernard, we need a paladin. I'm like, no, you, I'm going away. Yeah. My, one for, my one foray into being a paladin, I played an ancient, uh, what are they called? Mm-hmm. Ancient um, tomes paladin. And essentially, I picked a satyr who is their fae, so I tied her to, to uh, Titania. And Titania, she's kind of a bitch most of the time, and very mean and mercurial. So I got sent on this very arbitrary quest, like, get me some flowers on this mountain because I felt like it, right? And she's just so devoted and so in love and so uh, just just enamored by Titania that she will just walk off the bridge for her no matter what, just, just right off the cliff. And that's my whole character's... Like you, that's all she was. That's her whole personality, and it was so great to play that. And then my oath got broken because I didn't fall. I didn't fulfill the quest. It was a whole thing. I ended up hating it, but you know, it was fun for the first part. Sounds like a one-sided toxic relationship to me. Oh, definitely. That's all. Yeah, that's why it was really interesting. Yeah, fair they, also. They're they're usually pretty toxic. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, um, are we going to talk about the funniest moment in the in the movie? Which what was that? The, the fat cat dragon. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> the fat that dragon. Wasn't corny. <laughs> I thought that I was didn't awesome. say corny. I said funny. Funny. Oh, funny. Okay, that was. I was it was a beautiful funny. subversion. It was. If it anything. was. I was like, oh my. And god. I'm devoted really to having. To I'm devoted to having a chubby dragon in my next campaign. I run. I, I, I was like, oh my goodness! I cannot believe this dragon is rolling to them. I was crying. So can good. we talk about the tabaxis? I'm like, could they, could they have done better with the tabaxi makeup? I don't know what that is. The, the, cat the cat people. Oh, okay. Well, that was um, that wasn't makeup. That was um, animatronics. Yeah, it was animatronics. and I'm like, they're they're very nimble and sleek. They're cats, so it's like that doesn't look very agile to me. They look kind of, you know, Chuck robotic. Yeah, it's like yeah, honestly, they will be at home in Chuck E. Cheese, to be honest, and I, on the stage with the jamboree. I mean, I gotta give credit where credit is due. I loved the fact that they utilized the special so effects too. so much. Even Jonathan, the the, the cheesy um, bird costume, I was but like, he looks good, though. He looks so but good. He looks really good though. Yeah, and I can Sorry, I can see him. I can see him moving around pretty quickly. That mm-hmm. I don't see the hell they can do with that tabaxi. To be honest, in later installments, is a tabaxi the big ass fish? No, no the it's the cat. Oh, yeah, the cat. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. You're you're not the tabletop gamer. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. See, that's and, that's the other thing. They were trying to explain all this to me. I'm like, I'm I'm literally taking notes. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. 
<laughs> the the bookkeeping can be overwhelming if you if you let it get to you. That yeah, means you can just watch the movie as a as a third party. You're you're the yeah. control group, you know. Yeah, they they literally said bring a notepad. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> I mean, that's a long that's a, long, a while ago. You tried to do this nowadays. D and D Beyond does Pathfinder have a a, a, a digital companion yet? Oh, they have tons of digital. Versions. Yeah, so you can make your yeah. no, page. Samir. You're not roping me in the tabletop games, okay? I'm not doing it, okay? I'm done. No, it was a one and done. Shout out to John Campbell no, uh, from from my former podcast, Comic Radar for Life. But yeah, no, you'll be he, taking a lot of notes if you. Uh, he, he's, play a, Pathfinder. He, he's a he's a dungeon Notebooks. master. Yeah, and I, I think have... I, I think we were playing Pathfinder. I can't remember. I, I would probably have to ask him. He'd probably be like, I don't know. You're going to hate this. Literally every session, I have, like, a whiteboard for me to, like, write different math because I am doing a lot of math to play Pathfinder correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Jesus Christ. It's so um, fun. I like the character customization, really. It's just a lot more potential than, like, with 5e, yeah. which I find really repetitive after a point. But anyway. So, <clears throat> my only issue with the movie was kind of sort of the ending because it was predictable this day. With the uh, with the tome of reawakening, I'm like, okay, so they're going to get this, and somebody in in the, in the, I in the would counter that. Her. I would counter that. Is it predictable, or was it just so logical and uh, sensible that it just needed to land there? I mean, and they stuck it. If they did, they, they did anything else, it would make sense to the plot, and it would be done. I think so, they landed the ending really well, um, yes. and I I loved the. It was. I didn't I say felt I like, hated the ending. Yeah. I just thought it was predictable because logic. Log- uh, predictability and, and logic can go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but I think execution is. Oh no, it's well executed. Originality. Yeah. But I would have, I would have actually liked to see, you know, him resurrect his wife and you know her get to know her daughter. Yeah, she had a mother already because that's the only mother she knew, as opposed to the person who brought her into this world. But I'm just like, come on, man. I personally oh. thought they handled it well with like the paladin being like, "Hey, you know, death is another path. Consider what you know you're you're doing." And I, I thought thematically the themes of letting go and you know what's his name. I cannot keep track of names. Chris Pine's character, um, Edgin. Edgin. Looking beyond his own self and accepting that he had been selfish in a lot of ways, I thought it was so good. So I agree. Like you can see the ending coming, but I personally thought they stuck the landing really well and the setup for it being Michelle Rodriguez's character as like the motherly role. And it was the line that he says to. It's not even his daughter. It's when the the red mage is faking being his daughter, but he's like, you know, I've been focused on bringing back my wife, but not bringing back your mom. And him like, yeah, looking at it through that different context. I don't know. It just it felt good to me. It got it got the good feelings. It got yeah. me to tear tear up. You know. I, I didn't tear up, but I was like, I get it. Oh, I'm such a I'm baby. Like, I'm, I, cry, I'm like, I cry in every movie and in every. I life. cry in some <laughs> movies, and, and and this guy here, he'll shame me over it. Like I I told him like years ago. I cried. What? I cry all the time. What are like, you talking I, about? Like I told him, I cried in Armageddon. He was like, really, Armageddon? <laughs> no, I I, I made fun of you for. Armageddon is such a cheesy movie. That's you cried at the end of Spider-Man Three when James Franco died. So that's here's the thing. Some, sometimes bad movies have great performances. And so Tom Bruce Wire, didn't get and, a good performance in Armageddon. <laughs> it, it it was Michael Bayish. It was Michael Bay, but it yeah. was bro. Michael, I'm sorry, no, I'm not. No, it's a Michael Bay production. No, 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 but. James Franco and Tom McGuire had such great chemistry in that movie that even though the movie sucked, 
Those actors carried that scene. They chewed the fat. They made you believe it. So yes, two friends, one letting his friend die in his arms. That was rough. It got to me. Sometimes bad things have good scenes. And it. Bruce Willis did that to me because he he shot Ben Affleck at the beginning of Armageddon and realized that was the thing that was making his daughter happy because he was going to stay behind. He's like, no, you get your punk ass back on the ship. You, t- you take care of my daughter and you give this badge to Billy Bob Thornton because he got a bad leg. He can't he can't be an astronaut. So I'm making him one. Here's my problem with Michael Bay, man. He, I mean, it's like just cis white male energy. It's like he can't write women at all. He's not, not a I'm writer. Sorry. He didn't write Armageddon. He just directed it. I'm sorry. All his movies have bad women. All right, they're, they're, they're terrible women characters, and that gives me a fail every time. You cannot write a, a female person or a female presenting person. You suck. I'm sorry. He's you don't not understand. A He's not. You don't understand half guy. the human race. Is, is that what you're telling me? He can't. I'm sorry. He's bad at his job. You just got to look at who's writing his movies and blame them. Nah, man. He he definitely has writing credit on Armageddon and all the Transformers no, he, movies. No, he doesn't. I looked. So it's funny that now that we have a, a Transformers movie coming out soon, we're oh, another tangent, by the way. It's like he had how many years to give us a female Autobot with an actual personality? Oh, and yeah. he couldn't give it to us? Yeah. I mean, no one. You got no excuse. No uh, excuse. You also have to blame the writers because it's not like they're going to write. Uh, blame writers. Yeah, that whole, that whole production stinks. Yeah, I mean, no one on that set was like, "Yeah, we should probably put in some female Autobots and get them actual personalities." Yeah, I mean, granted, we, I say personalities because none of the Transformers have personalities in those movies. I mean, so there's Jazz that. had a personality, but he died. In no, he didn't. He had catchphrases. That's not a personality. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ratchet also had personality. Mm. Mechanic. I mean, not that damn it, not the mechanic, the um, the medic. I mean, yeah, technically, no. he's a mechanic because you know Autobots. Yeah, no, anyways, I'm not getting on. He doesn't deserve our screen time, okay? <laughs> he sucks, all right? Um, oh, yeah, so the final battle, um, again, because of Simon's uh, Simon's character arc, him facing off against the Red Wizard, I was I was at the edge of my seat the whole time. I love, I again, so you could just name every spell as they came up. Yes. I wish so they would have used two hands in that fight as opposed to one. It just it felt weird to me. No, that's the spell, though. That, that's that's the problem. It is only it, it's only one hand. Yeah, oh, shit. that's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Maybe like a creative decision or something. I'm like, what? No, that's just how to spell it. Straight out of the game. Okay. And uh, and that that the the, 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 the staff was definitely dimension door because of the distance. The hither dither. Yeah. Which yeah. I felt like it was convenient, and yet how, how often have we in a campaign acquired an item not realizing the depth of what it did and gone, oh, this is exactly what we need. It's happened to me. So yeah. while I was like, that's convenient, I couldn't hate it. it was, I couldn't hate it either. It was realistic for the setting. Also, the creative use of said spell, too. Oh, yes. So good. Yes. So good. With the, with the, again, the money and uh, the, sorry, all the gold coming out of his mouth. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I would have done. If that if that had been me as the player character, so we, how do we uh, feel about the Easter egg from the cartoon show? Which one? Oh yeah, oh but yeah, they, they show the original characters when they're in the maze. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, those people it. in the cage, they were all the stand-ins for the cartoon show. How do we feel about down Bradley to the costumes? Cooper? Sorry, do you feel about which? Bradley Cooper. Oh, I thought it was Bradley funny. Cooper. Yes, I thought it was a, he was he the was halfling. Mixed, yeah, he was the he halfling. Was the halfling. Oh, you realize that was Bradley Cooper? No, Bro, I, was, I, I was eating M and M, so I'm just sitting there watching <laughs> the movie. I basically have the aisle to myself, and I'm just like popping. And she opens the door. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, 
I did not catch that at all. Yeah, as Bradley Cooper, as yeah. Michelle Rodriguez's character's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Which I love that twist. I love that she was only uh, into tiny men. It just cracked me up. Yeah, and he was in, you know, he was in the big women. And um, and it would have been funny if she was an orc. It would have been. Why cool, did you think she was an orc? Let her be a. It would have been better if she was an orc. That's what I'm saying. But um, I, I I also loved her character growth because it's like oh yeah so you left you left your clan for me but we got together and all you did was complain about not being in your clan and I was here for you you just chose to complain the entire time yeah that's kind of a down I can see how yeah. he, honestly I'm not, no no hate to the guy that was, I was like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of oh, glad yeah. he moved on because that that just seemed like a one sided relationship one person cared and the other one just bitched it's him a, I left everyone for you. Is it weird that I loved how maturely they handled it? I'm like, wow, look at these yeah, adults right. talking about their breakup. Like, wow, yeah. we don't, we because, not too much drama. Like, it's sad and she's heartbroken. And then Chris Pine's character's there to cheer her up with the song. This is oh, me yeah. playing a loop, but you can't see it in the camera. Um, <laughs> oh, no, we can see it. <laughs> it was so cute. Um, yeah, I loved their platonic relationship also. I think they yeah. did an excellent job establishing that from the forefront so that we're not expecting them to have a convenient out of nowhere romance. Um, yeah. That is a really like, good you, job. You, no, I don't like his lips. <laughs> What's wrong with my lips? What'd you say? They're too tiny. Yeah, they're too big for your face. Um, another favorite scene of mine was when they were trying to find the um, what was it called? The helmet. Yeah, the helmet. When they dug up the um. Oh yeah, they dug up everybody. In the first one. Oh, so I'm good. glad. I'm glad that joke didn't get stale from the trailer. Yeah, it was funny every time. Yes. <laughs> the best one. So you didn't even die in battle. No, I hit my head and died. I'm like, I'm and they were so died. lighthearted about what is technically an evil spell, like because it's straight up yeah, necromancy. necromancy yeah, I yeah. loved how they handled it, and it was so blase because they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go dig up some dead people," and everyone who hears about it's like, oh, "Okay," like even just the normal townsfolk. Magic is very normalized, including speak with dead. Yeah. So uh, the poor guy. Either of you. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was about to say, did you see the mid-credit scene? Oh, yeah. They left him, Samir. The one yeah. that they gave oh, yeah. the last question. I'm like, come on. Man. I was just like, no. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, like, yeah, like, he can ask himself a question. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. I'm sure someone will visit the graveyard eventually. Like, eventually. What like why are you here? Scare oh, the yeah, shit out of someone. Some people ask me some but... questions, and, you know, they, they, they were supposed to ask me five, but they only asked well, no. It, it's the why are you here, and then he would immediately turn into dust. No, he has to answer the question. He has to answer oh, the question first. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, what did we rate this movie? Honestly, I have no. I, well, I have to know. So, I would have to give it eight point five because I'm sorry they were so lazy with the. I know. I know that there was a budget thing, but I just can't let it go. So, eight point five. It would be a ten if the makeup and the diversity of the characters was there. Samir, the movie had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. I understand. I have hope for the sequel. I want more. I, I want Dragonborns in the main cast. I want more Tieflings. I want a Drow. Okay. They want the Menzo Bears on. We didn't see no Drows. <laughs> Maybe that'll be part of the plot of the next one. Well, the problem with yes. Drow is once you introduce Drow, you have to introduce racism, and that's just not something they wanted to deal with. It's not. Well, it would be so cool that deals loath in their cult. Oh yeah, so dope. Due to the fact that I know not to know the entire franchise of Dungeons and Dragons, despite the fact that it's been around since the 70s, I'm giving this a 10 because I went in fresh 
Uh, never saw the original movies. So, like I said, this is really my first time in dipping my foot into this pool of a franchise. I'm definitely not playing any tabletop games, so don't even try it, Samir. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's a, it's a 10 for me. No, don't worry. He's going to try to bring this up again because, like, every once in a while, he'll try to weasel with Hero Clicks and like, yeah, Bernard, you should really play Hero Clicks. Like, no. You like Marvel and Marvel and DC Hero okay. Clicks is like the. Guess what? Too many figures to buy. But, uh, I have something I can give you some. Uh, for reasons that I, I truly can't and can't, and I, I don't know for sure why I can't quite give it a 10 out of 10. Um, I don't know what was missing. There was just something 1% off for humans? me. Was it too many humans? Maybe. Stop trying I to play the, the jury. I love the practical effects I saw, though. I was I was just so happy at the beginning when they had, like, the dragonborn on the council. And then Jonathan, who's just a whole-ass bird, shows up. <laughs> so I, I gotta give him actually a lot of credit for the practical effects, even if occasionally they were lacking. I'm gonna give it, like, a 9.5, because I want to see if the sequel pushes it over into 10. But I oh. really loved it. I would absolutely watch it again. Maybe, and I actually am planning on watching it again, so maybe I'll figure out what that point five is. Okay. So, uh, quick question. Please. So, if this movie, I mean, this movie is already being greenlit for a sequel, so would you prefer this to be like an anthology franchise, or do you want everyone from this film to come back? Every I would love first? it if everyone from this film came back, but they better up the Paladin's role. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, however, I wouldn't be like angry and not see it if it were new characters, but I feel like Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez were just meant for this sort of setting. And I would love to see more of them. Honestly, watching this film makes me want to Star Trek four. So Paramount, get your shit together, please. If you can give us two Transformers within the past eight years, we can get a Star Trek four. Okay, I, I get it. Anton Yelchin isn't with us anymore. Uh, I don't know what the hell John Cho is doing. Zoe Zaldana. What is John Cho doing? I don't know. Zoe Zaldana is on the Marvel train and Avatar, so make it work. Okay, that's all I got to say about that. So, Zachary Quinto flew off the face of the earth. No, he didn't. He's around. He, yeah, he, he shows up a, in my random celeb uh, feeds. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did a movie on Netflix or something like that. Uh, I can't remember He's doing his own thing, you know? Like, I mean, he used to be so hot. Like, he used to be, like, everyone was talking about him. Well, I mean, he he's was got, in Heroes. Uh, one movie coming out called Down Low that's in post-production. He has two movies pending as well. It's possible he peaked with Heroes in Star Trek. Oh, he was on um, um, American but... Horror Story last year. Oh, nice. That, that's, that's not a peak. And that, that, was... that, that, I'm surprised he's still going, honestly. Oh, dude, we for he's robot on Invincible. Oh, he's doing voice work. Okay, yeah, he's doing a little bit of everything. He's, he's he went back to TV. Like uh, he did an episode of Inside Job. He did an ep- uh, he did a few episodes of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Um, yeah, he's doing. No, TV. he's totally doing a lot of TV. Yeah, he, he's Good also for him. He's Aiden on Big Mouth. Oh shoot, that's right. And he's also doing stage work. He did a, a play called Best of Enemies last year. And who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? That's what it was. The boys in the band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um. All right. So yeah, he's busy. You just yeah. have to look for him because he's not in the big blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's probably yeah. happier this week. Yeah. A, a lot of people are actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cinema is more than just big blockbusters. That mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. I know um, Daniel Radcliffe is having the time of his life not being in big blockbusters anymore. Yeah. I mean, until he reappeared as the in the Weird Al one, but. So yeah, same thing goes for Robert Pattinson. He mm-hmm. loves doing small. Oh, I love that. Roles. Yeah. 
Jen Mahdi son would be Batman for like the next eight years. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, so is uh, Kristen Stewart. She loves also interesting roles too. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like once you start in like your big mega role, for the most part, that's usually one of the only big roles you're known for. Robert Pattinson broke the mold because he's both he's, Edward Cullen and Batman. Yeah, I mean, no one says, hey, look, it's Cedric Diggory. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they said that when he was cast as Edward, but wow, look how far he's come in a good way. I literally said, who the hell is this dude? I forgot he was in Harry Potter because yeah. he was in there for all of 20 minutes at best. He's also just, he was just a little guy, too. He was so young. Yeah. Barely looks the same. Yeah. You know he lied to get that role, too. Did he? he? Get that role. So yeah, so the Harry Potter role, he lied, he lied to get that role, yeah. Like, as he about how his age? He lied. It wasn't, yeah, I forgot how he lied, but he lied about, not his age. I think either if he can do an accent or something. I forget. This feels familiar. Okay, I'll look it up. Time. Mila Kunis did the same thing for that. I was before. just thinking about Mila Kunis. They're like, when do you turn 16? On my birthday. She didn't say what year she was turning 16 for that birthday. Because she was 14. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. Because her or dating like uh, history wasn't so great. Because of I the know. Uh, older. Uh, Hollywood. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I think we are going to call it a wrap. SD, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for inviting me. It was such a good time. Yeah. So uh, this is Bernard, a.k.a. the Scarlet Spider, a.k.a. Nardo, the Explainer. You need to stop adding stuff on. This is Samir, the King of... I'm sorry. You were the one who came up with these stupid <laughs> nicknames in the first yeah, place. Yeah, but you keep adding stuff on. Stop overdoing it, man. Stop. He was like, literally, he just, he just came out right filled with it. So I did. I'm like, hey, this is Bernard. He was like, he paused. We should do nicknames. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. Let's take it back. This is SD Simper, breaker of fans' hearts. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm still not over your last book. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not ready for your next one. It's, it's you know, so I will tell you this. It is not as viscerally horrifying as five. It. <sighs> It, it, it can break hearts, but it's not going to completely shatter I your need, soul and leave I you crushed in a vat of toxic goo. What's funny is your book, it's like, it made me come to terms with that my favorite characters in your series are terrible people. And it's, because something terrible happened to them, it made me realize how terrible they've been to other people. And I'm like, yay, no, it kind of, yeah, I know. It's like, oh my God. It's like, because I was rooting for her the whole series. And. Did you channel she's, your inner, she's an inner awful Tyra person. Banks? Samir, did you channel your inner Tyra Banks? <laughs> we were, I'm going to put that right here. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. It's like, um, you. Um, I, I had to just consult a therapist. And you. You're my therapist for like... A, oh, yeah. You were in my inbox. You're like, I have questions. <laughs> I'm like, hopefully all I have answers. Book. All through that book, I was oh, bothering man. you. I'm so sorry. No, don't be bothered. I, See, I enjoy me, that, it. That, that's the stuff that will get you blocked. You just, every two seconds. No. Why did this character do this? Wait, Here's hold on, thing. wait. I just got to the next page. Wait, there what, were some what rants. is going on? There were some rants. I know I'm you. not going to lie. I and being like, why is Flirty doing this thing? I'm like, well, turns out she's been a shitty person the whole time. I hate to break it to you. It's like it's like how in Breaking Bad, everyone's like, oh, Walter White is so cool, until all of a sudden, the glass shatters. You're like, wait, he's horrible. So, funny story, I, did, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid with that. I hated him. At least Good. towards the end of season season one, I just thought, you know, this guy's a bad guy, and sure enough, he was terrible the whole time. Mm -hmm. He was an arrogant asshole. But I honestly, I'm a sucker for a pretty girl, 
And I, I'm a bit of a simp. I'm a bit of a simp. So and yeah. you can simp word. over her. I hate the word simp. It's like, oh, you like something <laughs> or you like a person. You're okay. So. No, but when you when you ignore everyone's negative uh, aspects of their characters because you like their positive aspects, that makes you a simp. I would and that's say I that doing. makes you obsessed. I still don't like the word simp because okay. So backstory. Um, I have a friend who you know I encourage whenever she's down on. Twitter or like she'll like make it like depressing or whatever like that and um her boyfriend called me and said well her boyfriend at the time because they just broke up and they got to the point where he was threatening me online like he legit followed my photography page on Instagram followed up the podcast page on Instagram he followed Samir on Instagram he followed the podcast page on Twitter he followed Samir on Twitter I didn't notice. I, I, I don't see my follow okay. whatever. This guy's like a stalker, though. Yeah, yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he was like, he was like, he was like, when you see me, don't run. Palm Beach is a small <laughs> county. I'm like, Palm Beach is a small county. It takes about a half hour to get down to Boynton, and Boynton is kind of big. And, and he, that was in January. He still hasn't seen me. <laughs> what a laugh. Yeah, so yeah, so we're calling it a wrap, guys. We're the Angry Blurs. Samir, cool. I'm Esty Simper. Oh. I wrote some books. <laughs> yeah, and uh, join us next time. Same blur channel, same blur network. Uh, live long and prosper. Yeah, so we're gonna review the Mandalorian next week, and Samira's obviously gonna have some notes about Super Yeah, Mario you know Bernard can't do this. Like he's, he's <laughs> sorry, sorry, can't do it. Can't do it. Like this head can kind of do it, but you see, they're like back. Uh, he does it just to piss me off. Yeah. I don't. This is just a cool thing. And I told you stop doing it because you, 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 you're teasing me at this point. Like, look what I can do. It's not my fault that you can't do the Vulcan salute. <laughs> oh, um. So two things I want to get off before we actually hang up. Um, for the people on the internet, this you cannot, you can't see me. For the last time, John Cena gave Tony Yayo credit a year ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Did you the reference, SD, on that? Because of the whole I mean, uh, yeah. UCL, yeah. The yeah. controversy of him calling out the one girl and not the other girl. Yeah, and, um, just a, and another thing. So, we are recording this on April 8th, and I just want to say yeah. today is the anniversary of when a group of movies was released. So, I don't care what anyone says. Uh, a goofy movie is one of my favorite. Actually, movies. it's April seventh. It's April seventh. I wasn't gonna say it. God damn it! I'm sorry. Look, I've been up since like five o'clock. But yes, April seventh. <laughs> April seventh. I April just figured you were gonna post it tomorrow and make it look. No, no, we, no. I posted on Sunday. But yeah, April seventh. No, thank you because every now, so I, I try to do that. I try to like actually say it's live, but this guy he'll just flub up and say, "Yeah, man." On Friday, I'm like, "Samir, can you just say Sunday?" Why? Because they get poked. No, it, 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 it does not compute with my brain. So can can I just say Friday? No, I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> But yes, yeah, you're so an entertainer. Your job is to lie. It's okay. Yes. So what? Thirty-three years since? No, twenty-three years since a goofy movie. That's so long. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Twenty-eight years. So yeah, guys, uh, watch a goofy movie. Do the power line dance and all that. But I'm gonna go watch the video that aired before the VHS documentary. So we will see you next week. Peace. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>